1: listening to the ill-advised wise guys podcast starring uj and qdz
0: so we are back with another episode we are the ill-advised wise guys it's your boy OJ. I got my boy qdz for
2: sheezy it's way too easy in the dmv area it's a little breezy I don't know. I feel like we're getting some type of heavy winds and cold weather. It's like a crazy-ass rush coming our way, man. Yeah, it's I see you got, the, you got the hoodie on indoors. Damn, you cold? Yeah, I got the hoodie on. It's, it's, it's like 50 degrees
0: right now. Bro, it was like 75 degrees today, wasn't it?
2: Crazy, man.
0: No, hell no. It wasn't no oh, wait, no, that was That's yesterday. where? That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Bro, you must be in your kitchen. Bro, I don't leave the house, man. No, who true. knows what the degrees is? That's true. Um, that's true. This is episode 72.
2: 72. 72. Yeah. 72. 72 Dolphins. Rest in peace, Don Shula. Ah, that's a good point. Hey, good point. And, I believe it I... 72 Dolphins, right? That went undefeated. I believe. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah ironic. Don Shula just died this week, actually.
0: Yeah, rest in peace, man. There's a bunch of people who died, but we'll get into that. Um, matter of fact, Tua,
2: what's his name? Tua... Tua Tagalovolovia. Bro, what's his
0: what's his last name, man? I don't know anybody who knows that.
2: Just, just I, call him Tua Tag. Tua Tag. That's,
0: just call him that. All right, we'll, we'll call him that. He's on the Dolphins now, man. Hey, yeah. that's the next
2: Dan Marino they're saying. I'm not sure he's a starting quarterback for the Dolphins right now. He's still got a Edge out my main man, Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: Yeah, friend,
0: all
2: right. Uh, he, he'll be starting soon. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that team. But um,
0: yes, sir. Yeah, man. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about in this episode. Man, but well, let's just jump right into it, man. We got some hot topics. The 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 most hated man in the music industry, it seems, 6ix9ine. Takashi 6ix9ine just dropped his new song. What is it called? Gooba? Is that what it, mm-hmm. Bro, why does all his like song titles sound like it sounds like freaking baby food? Like, it, why does that door sound like a baby food brand? Facts. That is facts. Cuda Buddha. <laughs> Definitely facts. Well, except for uh-huh. stupid. What'd you think of that, man? Like, what? It like is is the song good?
2: So. I wouldn't, I'm not gonna say it was good. I mean, I think that's a stretch. I think it was solid, I think it was decent. Now, the vibes on the song is hot. Like, it's a, it's a club banger, it's, it's definitely a banger. But the rapping is god-awful at times. However, he did sound pretty decent when he you know used his inside voice, he sounded pretty decent. But when he's screaming, he's talking about some dumb, stupid or dumb, like, what? Yeah, it was it, honestly the song is
0: it's gonna sound crazy. I think the song is decent. Um, however, uh, I think his his marketing is even better. <laughs> his, his marketing and rollout is even better than the song. I don't care if this song was like amazing, but just the way he's able to troll, man,
2: I, I've never seen anything like this, man. I,
0: he'll, I just go
2: down, f- he'll definitely go down as one of the best hip hop marketers of all time point blank period. Part, I'm talking about music. Music. Even, even music. Even music. He will go down as one of the best music marketers I've ever seen in my life. Like if you really think about it, he doesn't have that many singles. He has only a few. But every single, single was so highly anticipated based off of him just like building that buzz. Man. He right, right? may need to enlist him to fix our economy because he knows something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody? Anybody but Trump?
0: Is that what
2: yeah. you said? They hey,
0: need he, 6ix9ine's expertise in the White House. They need six
2: nines expertise, bro. Bro, um,
0: yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into the the controversy, man, because we all know he was a snitch, and I think we all know what comes along with that. From uh, comes along with that by all of the hardcore hip hop rappers, the street dudes. The Listen, man, we talked about this on the last, yeah no, two, episode, two three episodes ago, maybe, and I was like, yeah, man, it's going to be real interesting when Homeboy starts dropping music because we're going to start seeing people's true colors and who's a fraud and who's not and who's doing it for the money, who's doing it for the clout. Man, a whole lot is going to start happening in, within the next few weeks. We saw he broke uh, the Instagram, Instagram Live record. Was like was $2, million. two million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Tory Lanez held it for a little bit. with his Oh, Tory Lanez was like, what was it, two hundred fifty thousand? He shattered it. Yeah, he shattered that.
2: And, and he had Drake on that live. Yeah, he had Drake on the live, and he had a buzz with the live. I just heard about this six nine live yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but let's move on, man. We don't need to discuss that because it's honestly it's just one song, man. Who knows if the buzz will even last? I think it will, but actually.
2: What's up? Actually, there's something that was interesting about that Instagram live that he posted. He actually yeah, talked about why he snitched, and you know, he actually apologized. He apologized for snitching to his fans, and then he said, "Can you blame me? These people kidnapped. They kidnapped me. They threatened to kill my mom. They uh, they smashed my baby mama. They did yeah, this yeah. and that." He was like. They weren't loyal to me, so I wasn't loyal to them. That's what he said. And yeah, so, I saw that. Justified. That was that was key. That was important.
0: Was it though, man? I I did see that. I actually I was one of those people who tuned in while he was like during the live. I caught the tail end of it. Because mm-hmm. I just I was curious, like what the hell is going on? But um, I don't know, man. In in a, in a perfect world, I I, I can see why. He would do what you know he, he did what he did but bro he's the same dude who was like putting out hits on chief keith um like he implicated himself in that that criminal organization that was going on so I I, I don't know man it just seems weird he did I don't I don't think personally it just, it just seems weird that a dude who was involved in that life that they were that they had going on is now flipping and saying, "Oh man, I would, I snitch. Yeah, I snitch, and I, and I'm proud that I snitch because they were trying to kill
2: me or they're trying to trip my baby. Mother. Like, it's convenient, man. He you know, put that? it on himself. He, he. Yeah. I would, I would not feel sympathy for somebody that put it on themselves. He was the one that went and seek. He, he sought after a career in like gangsterism and all that stuff. So when you get in trouble, I'm not." No, you went. That's what
0: you wanted, and you got in trouble. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't feel no sympathy, and, and I, I guess I understand where he's coming from, but I don't know, man.
2: I get, I get where it, it helped. It helped because he actually was able to explain his way of thinking, but that does not negate the fact that what you did was something that is not necessarily uh, congratulated.: Exactly. Uh, yeah, let's move on, man.
0: You know, rest in peace to a couple people I want to name. Um, Little Richie, man. Little Richie, the 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 old school rock and roll um, artist, man. You know, a lot of people say he was the uh, the pioneer behind rock and roll. You know,
2: I heard that.
0: But died at eighty nine. Only I tell you right now, I ain't listening to Little Richie. There's no reason for me. I'm not on his age level. But my mom used to listen to them, like, when I was a kid in the house, like, definitely used to hear Lil' Richie songs. A lot um, Richie. All of those, all of those joints. So, um, hey, I do have one thing, though. In the, in the midst of the sadness behind people just dying, right, was Lil' Richie the first Lil? Ooh. Was he the first Lil? Like, think about Ooh. that.
2: Ooh.
0: Think the about plot that. The The
2: Plot Dickens.
0: Um, think about that. Like Little Little Richie, like over time people just started going by Lil, but then it's really Lil. People also say Lil Wayne, right? Bro, he's he's 89. I think he
2: might he might be the first Lil. I got Lil What about Lil Rascals? <laughs> the movie? <laughs> little Rascals. There was in 1940s, right? 1950s, Lil Rascals. Uh, come on. Come on.
0: Little Rascals that oh, that movie came out in the nineties. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that like ninety
2: five? Little Rascals is a remake of an old kids TV show or something like that. It's definitely fifties. Yeah. But I, I
0: hey. want, I'm just saying, I think I think uh, just put some thought into that. He might be the first little man. He, it's a good three. question. It's a good question. Um, another RIP that we want to put a uh, put a notice out is Andre Harrell. Man, I. You know, again, man. Like we, we're not really. Um, that's not really our era, right? Because we're talking about Uptown Records. You know, Jodeci, Casey and JoJo, um, Pete Diddy, Puff Daddy. Like the original Puff Daddy, back when he was a breakdancer, but then like became a producer. Obviously, turned into a mogul. You know what he what he's what he's doing now, but like. Diddy is one of them dudes that was discovered by this guy named Andre Harrell. So, when you start talking about pioneers in the in the in the music industry, he's definitely one of those dudes who uh, who, who shined the light. And also crossing over hip hop and R and B, like that that's also been
2: one of the things that he's been known for. So, yeah, rest in peace, Andre Harrell. Yeah, founder of Uptown Records, um, I believe Uptown, and he took control of Motown Records, I believe. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a behind the scenes guy that a lot of people don't know, but he's intricate to where hip hop is today. So I'm with you. Rest in peace, Andre Harrell. One hundred percent. And uh, what else, man? What else is on the what else is on the agenda, man? Coronavirus, man. We we are going on two or three months of the coronavirus. Are you kidding me? You know, I was actually telling wifey that this thing was going to be gone by March 15. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, when'd you tell her that? I was
2: sounding like Trump. I was saying, hey, man, you know what? It's only like three or four people. You know, in two weeks, it's going to be gone. And then two weeks later, it was 500 people. And I was like, oh, you know, in two more weeks, they're going to find a vaccine. We going on two months. You know what's funny? Tough. You know what's funny? Now, when I get any type of like runny nose or I get any type of little headache, I'm like, maybe I got the coronavirus, bro I'm like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> The other day, I felt indigested for like one second, and I said, "Oh damn, start googling. what is the first symptoms of coronavirus it's It's, it's crazy
0: <laughs> bro i've I've googled that a few times, man. yeah, I', I, I heard what. Like, I read one time where they said, uh, and when I say they, I'm talking about any site, man, because I, I, I don't even cite my sources these days anymore, man. Um, I just go, when it comes to coronavirus, I don't know, man. It just seems like whatever is on the first three search results, I'm like, all right, they, they got to be reputable, right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but one time it said, uh, it said, oh, if you have decreased sense of smell, Yes then you may have the coronavirus. I was like, well, what about a stuffy nose? Like I've had plenty of stuffy noses that have Mm -hmm. prevented me from smelling things. So does that mean I got coronavirus? Cause I can't, like, I don't know. It's it's weird, man, but I'm
2: very, I'm very uh, over precautious right now, man. I am, I'm too over precautious. I'm, I'm actually about to open up my life in about a week or two. I'm actually gonna stop being scared. I'm almost, I'm this close to getting to the point of saying, yo, I'm about to kick coronavirus' ass. If it comes my way, I'm going to kick his ass. My my immune system, bro, my immune system, I've been taking my Flintstones vitamins, my immune system is ready to kick anybody's ass right now. Flintstones vitamins, yo, I got the
0: gummies. You know the one-a-day gummies?
2: I got the one-a-day gummies, too, brother.
0: You got those, two? I got the
2: one-a-day gummies, too. Bro,
0: the one, day. but I see, I take two a day. Oh, you take two a day on that. yeah. Yo, and you know what's hilarious? The damn one a day medicine gummies has a serving size of two gummies on the back. Look, actually read it. Oh, oh, how the hell is this shit called one a day? But on the back it says the serving size is two.
2: <laughs> it's, I take, promise you. Go, go look. You take one serving size a day. <laughs> yeah, but that's confusing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But uh. Yeah, so yeah, with the coronavirus, hopefully we get past that, man. But um, even if we do get past that, there's uh another thing that they've been talking about in the news, talking about some some murder hornets, man. Have you been hearing about that? Bruh. Bro,
2: what the hell is that about? Listen, God has just said, bruh, we're gonna make this the most difficult year in human civilization. If the coronavirus don't get to you, let's see what you do with these murder hornets. Murder hornets! Murder Hornets is what they call it. that. Sounds like a 90s rap group that could not get a record deal because they were too violent. Murder <laughs> Hornets. Are you kidding me? Murder and the thing is, every human being is scared of bees. If you are, I don't care if you gangster. I don't care if you got teardrops on your eyes, you are scared of a damn bee. No, 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 a hornet. Oh, what are you talking about?
0: Double scared of hornets. Bro, I've gotten stung by a bee before. I got stung in my ear randomly. I was scared as fuck. The the, the stinger was left there. I ran off my porch back in the day. I was a kid, probably like 10 years old. I've never fucked with bees since. (laughs) But a hornet? Bro, I'm literally going the other way, like, very quickly. Hornet, hornet. I'm not fucking with a hornet, dog. I'm just not, especially if it's called a murder hornet. (laughs) No, you better go the other think, way. I don't think that I don't think that interaction is going to end very, very, uh, very good. We don't want beef. We we <laughs> we don't want beef with murder hornets, bro. Murder hornets.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Murder Christ. hornets can over here. Murder hornets can literally do what Fredo did and say f America. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah you right. <laughs> 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 you pray, yes, Mr. Hornet.
0: <laughs> yes, Mr. Hornet. Whatever you say, Mr. Hornet. Do, do you want more? Do you want more victims, Mr. Hornet? Or let me let Mr. me go grab someone, Mr. Hornet. Jeez. Oh, but um, yeah. Hopefully that's not a big deal because um, they're saying that those bees coming they come from um China.
2: Yes, they so do. I- so ironic, right? So yeah. Chinese in the words of Trump. The Chinese hornet. The Chinese hornet is causing havoc. <laughs> but um, oh, man. Yeah, pray for us all, man. Yeah, there's obstacles. <laughs> yeah, man. And also, one of the one of
0: the other things that's been going on, um, man. I think it. Was, I think this, it was Wednesday. Might have been Tuesday, but who knows when y'all are gonna be watching this or listening to this. Um, man, man. Let me say the name right Hold on. Ahmad Arbery, right? Like the whole killing of the unarmed black man. Like, dude, I feel like I'm, I feel like this is such deja vu. You know, like it just feels like every, every, I don't know, three to six months, there's another incident that gets national news of, you know, somebody who was kind of minding their own business, seemingly getting um, antagonized and ultimately ultimately killed man so I don't know I don't know how much news you've been you've been following with this man but just for everybody's uh information they did eventually arrest the two dudes who uh carried out the whole killing back in February but um yeah rest in peace to Ahmaud uh, Arbery and if you're a runner there's a whole challenge going on where you can run with him and support the whole movement that they got going on but yeah it's sad man you know it's
2: sad it's sad
0: tragic stuff
2: they say uh driving while black you know now i guess running while black is a thing um yeah i mean it's sad it's to me what it is is an indication of just a failure of a bunch of systems it's a failure of human civilization it's a failure of the law enforcement that we got it's a failure in because these people weren't initially charged with anything these, these people weren't prosecuted this thing actually happened in february and for it to get to may and now it's just becoming a big deal and now it's becoming something that we all talk about that's egregious in all fronts and we gotta do better civilization wise law wise we gotta do better man this is egregious
0: i agree we gotta do better man but on so many different levels You know it's it we could probably spend the entire show going down the you know a list of things that we can do better on but i think more importantly than than uh than anything man we just gotta we just gotta like stay out the way man but the thing is we also can't live in fear though right because you know i feel like you can't really like like how do you prevent something like that happen i mean the guy was running and he was antagonized, right? Like it's no different than what was what happened with Trayvon Martin, right? The whole story is Zimmerman went around and he chased dude because he was like, "Oh, he shouldn't be here in his neighborhood. He looks like he doesn't belong here." It's it's a whole lot of that going on, and it's it's you you. It's so much deeper than just on the surface of, of us trying to like change uh, within ourselves. It's like, dude, every moment that that you think you shouldn't be able to be victimized somebody else who somebody else who you don't know tries to victimize you as well so i don't know man try to move smartly out here i mean and also don't be afraid to own a legal weapon oh i'm just saying who who knows man if homeboy was running with a weapon he m- maybe could have defended himself i don't know i don't know mm.
2: i don't know yes yeah, it's, it's a there's a lot of takeaways i will say that there's a lot of takeaways with that story. Yeah, but
0: uh we got some new music to talk about, man. I think let's let's live in the mood with some new music. How about that?
2: I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, man, let's let's do that. Either that or like you got some candy or something? Um, I don't know. Please send me some candy, like some Snickers. the other day I had some Starburst dog. almost caught uh diabetes on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> My body can't take the sugar, bro. I think if you give me a pack of Starbursts, <laughs> I probably can't finish that thing for a week. Yeah, right, man. Don't give me a bag of Starbursts. I might fuck I, around like I would 15, take, in an hour. Like, I would take some knives bro, and cut yes. that
0: thing into pieces. Starburst is one of those candies that I literally cannot stop eating. You can't just eat one. You just can't.
2: Oh, yes, you can. No, you can't. It's impossible. It's against the Starburst eating rules. I mean, right? when I was a kid, obviously, like I would say, "Do we have to eat dinner? Can we just eat candy? Can we just eat <laughs> Starburst for dinner?" But nowadays, as a thirty-year-old, I my my, yeah. teeth, my teeth get the hell from it from Starburst. Yeah, man. Let's let's get the show started. Watch the
0: So we are back to start the band music reviews off. I'm hype on our Watch the Throne segment. We got the first album by Drizzy, Drake, Rogers. Does anybody still call him that? No, they don't. Dark Lane Demo Tapes. What'd you think of this album, man? Because I'm very, very curious. You've been one of Drake's... uh, Biggest naysayer, it's like nah. I'm
2: <laughs> nah, we all like everybody loves Drake. What What do you think of this album, man? Oh man, um, for those that don't know, you know this was a surprise album. It kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I think, let's say Wednesday, I heard about it, and there was rumors circulating about it dropping. And by Friday, it came out. Um, complete album. I want to say it's about 14, 15 tracks on there. And um, it was good. I mean, in a sense of a mixtape, which that's what it is. um, It's it's good for a mixtape. You know, very random body of work. I feel like every song is like different from one another. Like, for instance, Chicago Freestyle Doesn't sound like a song that he would make these days. It kind of sounds like a song he would have made 8 years ago. Um, Did you talk about songs like With Florida from Love? Or, sorry, from Florida with Love. That's another song that kind of sounds like it's a little outdated. But then at the same time, he had songs like Tussie Slide on there. Um, He had songs like Pain, 1993, which sounds like music you would hear today. So it was interesting. It, it, it almost sounded like uh, very similar to that mixtape that he dropped a couple months ago. The one where he had a whole bunch of unreleased songs, uh, put that together and um, it was just kind of all over the place. I don't know if you remember the name of that mixtape. Do you remember the name? No, of what are you talking about? It was a mixtape he dropped recently that, um, had a whole bunch of unreleased tracks on there it had um i will get to you i will i will tell you exactly what it is you're going to be like oh yeah that mixtape this this came after scorpion this came after scorpion it came in it's, it's it's even not even a year old yet
0: but i don't know why i don't know why i'm drawing blanks on this because
2: um... well, blanks. oh man it had all his old stuff but anyway Oh, 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 Care Package. Care Package, thank you. Care Package, yes. I remember that now. It almost feels identical to Care Package. So, like I was telling you earlier, you know, what you're always going to get from a Drake album is good bars. You're always going to get high-quality melodies. You're always going to get vulnerability. You're always going to get good beats. All that stuff is on this album. But... My only, I wouldn't even say it's a knock, but my only thing about the album that doesn't make it great to me is that it almost feels like practice. Practice! We talking about practice! It almost feels like practice. It feels like demo tapes, which is exactly what the name of the album is, right? It feels like a whole bunch of demos that Drake put together. It's not necessarily songs he would campaign for, but... It's just songs he kind of had laying around. And so um, all in all, I think for a mixtape, for a demo tape, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's a decent body of work. Okay.
0: Hey, you're not you're not off, but um, I'm very curious of what you would grade this, man, be, with, with all that being said. I mean, what, what kind of grade would you give
2: this? I would say a um, B minus C plus B minus C plus. It's enjoyable, it's listenable, um, but it's not great. Wow. Well, okay. I, I mean,
0: to say all of that and then to call it a B minus. Uh, all right. I'm not mad at that, but let me let me let me give you my review, um, and then I guess we can debate about it a little bit more, because uh for me when i when i heard the album dark lane demo tapes first and foremost i was confused as to why it was marketed as a mixtape like it, like that to me gave me everything i needed to know going into this project about what i was about to hear like at least the 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 direction of the music the the maybe even like the the synergy of the songs from, from song to song, like how strong the music was, because I'll tell you right now, man, when I, when I threw this on, I was very confused at why everything just sounded so low key. I mean, yeah, the, the album says, Dark Lane Demo Taste, I don't even really know what that means, but I will say all the music sounded, for the most part, with, with, with the exception of Tussie Toots, Shuffle, it sounded very dark,
2: right? Like what the hell, Tussie Shuffle. Tussie. You mean Tussie Slide? <laughs> oh wait, what the f <laughs> Tussie,
0: Tussy Slide, Tussie Shuffle. Hey, that lets you know, that lets you know <laughs> Wait, hold on. It's really called it is called Tussie Slide. You hey, <laughs> said Tootsie Shuffle. I don't know why the hell I said that, what but are you talking about It might as well have been a damn shuffle. What the fuck? Like, have you
2: seen the dance? Of course I saw it. Do you know how to do it? Um, oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. It took me a long time to do it. You know the, Get the fuck there. out of here. You know how to do the dance?
0: I know <laughs> how to, I like. I learned it pretty quickly. It's easy.
2: It's easy. Oh, but I struggle. Yeah, I know. I struggle <laughs> with coordination, <laughs> but I got it now, back. After but,
0: uh, 100 tries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so bottom line to me, the, the music sounded very dark. I mean, not really. Ex- I mean, I expect that from Drake because he, he gets in his, his vulnerable bag, and I, and I like it every now and again. Matter of fact, I like it majority of the time. I was very thrown off by a lot of these songs, though. I will say, like, for example, um, the the song with uh, Playboard Cardi. 1993. Kane, uh, 1993. Yeah. I mean, the song was kind of cool. Like, I, and I, when it first came on, when I first heard it, I was like, all right, this is not bad. Uh, Playboard Cardi just kind of threw the song off. And I know I know what people are saying, especially the Playboard Cardi fans, they're probably like, y'all are hating on Playboard Cardi. Everybody has something negative to say about Playboy Cardi. It's like, well, no, I'm actually not a hater on him. It's more so, I just don't really think he fit that song like that, personally. No. Just say it, it was a horrible verse. <laughs> the you know what's crazy? You know, know what's crazy? Bad. I actually don't think the verse was bad. Oh. I don't. Really? I put it, I put it like this. You know his song, At Me, or At me. Whatever is whatever called, yeah, me. Mm-hmm. those verses were bad. Like from a rapping standpoint, it, it, it was awful. But on this ver- on this song, he was actually he actually was making kind of sense,
2: if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it fit. But I'm oh. not here to pick up. Sorry. I'm not here to pick up Playboy oh. Cardi right now. So you don't got nothing to say about the fact that he's using cartoon voices.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that?
0: Bro, that's that was baby weird, Baby Pluto, man. Baby Pluto. But uh You know what, man? I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this album, man. I just don't. It, it just it just kind of came and went for me. Some of the best songs on this project that I will I will I will want to talk about is Chicago Freestyle. Man, that joint dropped uh remember whenever it came out a couple well, maybe a month ago. Man, tis Drake. Also, this album had a lot of samples in it, which was interesting as well. Um, I'll give you guys a little hint of what my ill-advised thoughts is going to be, because it's going to be related to sampling and whatnot. But nonetheless, I think the album was just okay, man. It's not a whole lot I need to say about this. Although, one of the major things that stood out to me was the fact that we have a Drake album, a Drake project that came out and it just kind of came and went. It just th- Like, this project just kind of solidified what... I'll give you credit. You said, I don't know, a couple episodes ago that um, Drake's reign, his car- not career, but his dominance in rap, and hip-hop, whatever you want to call it, is coming to an end. I feel like that statement is more clear and more evident today than it was then, right? Because... But Drake should not be able to drop a full-length project and we, we listen to it and then nobody's raving about it? Bro, that's not Drake. We, we're not, we're used to hearing that from uh, people that we don't really love as much. So overall, I would say the music is good. I don't think it's great though, personally. Um, I would give it about a C plus though. It's, it's, it's good music. It could have been better. But, hey, I see why it was called a mixtape. I'll just leave it at that.
2: Yeah, I mean, to to kind of piggyback on the point that you made about the album just felt like it came and went, I 100% agree with that. Um, But if you notice when I said that, there was a trend of Drake singles that came and went. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Behind Bars came and went. Amaretta, I don't even remember what that sounds like. Remember, he dropped the two-pack Amaretta and um, the joint with Rick Ross, yeah, yeah. Um, he dropped the joint with Sway Lee, won't be late. I did not see it get any type of burn. That was Sway Lee's joint, though. He's still, it's still like, come on, Sway Lee and Drake are are two, it's still a Drake, it's still a Drake collaboration. It should make some noise, right? It should make. Remember, Drake, here's another one that nobody talked about. Drake hopped on. A song with Kevin O'Chris called "Very Bizarre," or, or sorry, called um L E Du Tempo," where he was, I believe, speaking Spanish. Came and went. Um, most people gave Summer Walker when he had that song. Drake and Summer Walker, uh, "Girls Need Love." Most people give Summer Walker credit. They don't Bro, really that's care about Drake.
0: Hundred percent. Drake just hopped on. The, he just hopped on the bandwagon. That's all.
2: Yeah, so it's knock it's, on the bandwagon. This is no knock on Drake. This is this is not his fault. He's still as good as he was before. I think it's just there's so many Drake's in the industry that have come and gone. There's and music has kind of elevated past the type of music that he makes, to, to be honest with you. Which by the way, like I I do feel like that the importance of Dark Lane. Demos is that demo tapes is that he does play around with a whole bunch of different styles on there. You know, he does some drill music, he does some, you know, whatever the hell you want to call that playboard cardi song. He does that type of music. So, just want to add that. Just want to add that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see if people are still messing with Drake. Um, although it needs to be mentioned that he had the, you know, the song with Future, of course, Life is Good. That was dope. Mm-hmm. You know, that was yeah, dope. That was you can't dope. Have- we, can't, we can't act like we can't act like that song wasn't hot, and that that one didn't that one wasn't a big song, right? He's still um, doing bangers.
2: He still got bangers. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, let's move on, man. Um, next yeah, hey. the yeah, go next album that we're about to talk about is arguably one of the best that came out in the last month. Chris Brown and Young Thug, Slime and B. What you think about it, man? What do I think about Chris Brown and Young Thug, Slime, and
0: B? I think that uh, this was an album that showed so much versatility that I don't even think people were really ready for this. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. I mean, I'm I'm very familiar with what Young Thug does artistically uh, from a... From a clothing standpoint, I've seen him wear dresses. I've seen him. I've seen him do every possible thing. But this was a very surprising project to me because, as unpredictable as Young Thug is musically, we've seen him do country music. Um, Chris Brown, unpredictable, personal life. Also artistically, he does a whole bunch of stuff as well. I was not expecting this project to be so well put together from a collaboration standpoint right we got quality songs uh we got some decent features here and there although i will say if this project did not include any features i I think it would still be really good like that's how good this project is right it starts out with say you love me very very good song then it transitions into go crazy I think those are two strong songs to start the project with. And, uh, you know, we talked about this offline, Big Slimes, Gunna, Gunna's performance on Big Slimes, he kind of stole the show from me, although I think Chris Brown had a really, really good part in that song as well. It Overall, was a, it was a really, really good song, um, you know. And then you start getting into some other songs that are really bangers on here, man. Animal, City Girls, Stolen. I think the my biggest takeaway with this project is that number 1 Chris Brown is he's even better than what we thought he was. Like we we've always known Chris Brown to be the the very talented performer, always making great music, right? But like for him to continue on and keep putting out good projects but like collaborations now like what was the last collaboration project that chris brown dropped that people actually cared about i'm trying to think and i feel like it was probably the tiger one (laughs) chris
2: brown tiger yep
0: what was the name of that what was the name of that joint not face off it was called um damn
2: I don't remember. It was coming at some point. You remember? You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Had I I know what talking about. They had, had deuces too. on it. Fan is something. Fan something. Fan of a fan. Fan, fan of a fan. fan. That was part two. They dropped two. They dropped the mixtape and then they dropped an official album. That's true. That's true. I like the mixtape.
0: I think that joint came out like '09. I don't remember. But that has, is, huh? That that mixtape had deuces on there. It had deuces on, it, right? Chris Brown, he doesn't really give us too many collaborative projects, although he works with a ton of people. So for him to work, for him to have this collaborative project, I think came out of the blue. And I was very surprised. This is a very, very strong and random project by Young Thug and Chris Brown. I'm going to give this a
2: strong B. It's a very good Mm -hmm. project, man. That is, that is, that is right on the money. Let me just put it that way, I knew you were smart. That's why this ill-advised oh, yeah. wise guys works. Hey, 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 hey. You're, hey. you're, a, smart, you're a smart man with a science shirt. I'm smart and ill-advised, <laughs> and I'm an overachiever. Overachiever, there we go. Man, now you're talking. Um, you know, I said something that, uh, I said something on, I believe, Twitter, I said, you know what? Sometimes oil and water does mix. Um, you the the styles of Chris Brown and Young Doug are so different that from somebody looking from a from from far away, you would not see how the two styles would work for a full body of work. Maybe a song. You're like, somebody has to budge. And to me, um if you're an artist that can budge, or if you're an artist that can sacrifice, that makes you a great artist. And so on this album, Slime and B, the amount of sacrifice Young Thug did as an artist was unbelievable, right? Because they're two dominant figures. Young Thug's a dominant figure, Chris Brown's a dominant figure. And um, I don't think there's anybody on this planet that can overshadow Chris Brown in any song. They collaborate. Chris Brown overshadows Drake. Chris Brown overshadows anybody. When he gets on a song, he gives it 110%. Chris Brown is the Russell Westbrook of the music industry. Like, he's putting in serious effort to every single song that he does, every single collaboration, every feature, every whatever. Chris Brown was on a burner song and he put up the performance of a lifetime. Like, Chris Brown tried. We, and we and we knew
0: Burner, we know Berner needs a Chris Brown feature. Just, just want to point that out there. Burner right. needs everything. Burner needs stimulus check for <laughs> Burner needs-, <laughs> needs the, he needs the, Burner don't even have any kids and he needs the $500 kid stimulus check. So, you know, they give everybody with kids $500 each child. Yo, give him, give him more money, even though he don't have any kids. <laughs> it's
2: all good, though. But um, you know, I was so surprised at the chemistry between Young Thug and Chris Brown on this album. The chemistry was phenomenal. Um, you know, obviously Chris Brown was a dynamic r and guy, but Young Thug added like well-needed sliminess, well-needed trap vibes, well-needed gangster feels, well-needed like you know just grittiness to the album, and the way that they meshed together was perfect. Now. Something that can't be overlooked is the production on this album, man. Like you mentioned a couple songs like Animal and Stolen. Those are dynamic R&B joints. Like those are high quality R&B joints from a production standpoint. The the beats are riveting. They're cinematic. Um, Just the structure of the songs are like unbelievable. They're hypnotizing. But all in all, it's a great album uh but let's be real though Chris Brown carried that album that is a Chris Brown album featuring Young Thug and um for Young Thug to be able to kind of take a back seat but still shine in his own unique way that is very special that that to me is more impressive than you know him taking over an album honestly <clears throat> wow great oh that's definitely a beat definitely a beat um Not quite an A. I wasn't completely blown away by the album. I don't give many albums A's, to be honest with you. But it's definitely a good body of work that is dynamic and um, quality, man. Hey, man, we agree. We agree on that. Young Um, Thug don't make bad albums, folks. He does not. He simply does not make bad albums. Bro, Young Thug doesn't do many things bad, honestly.
0: <laughs> he does something well, 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 except for like maybe his health, but you know, <laughs> we, we, you know who, who's counting? Um, shall we move on? I believe so. Let's do it, man. So the next project that we have to talk about is Keilani dropped their new project called It Was Good Until It Wasn't. What'd you think about this, man?
2: First and foremost, man, I I do not like that title. I don't know if you heard. There was some controversy about, you know, oh, Drake was the one that helped Kalani come up with the title. I don't think the title is tight, so I don't even think there should have been controversy for who came up with the title. But anyway. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. You don't like the title? Like, what, what? do you think? What's What's wrong with it? You think it's
2: dumb? Or I don't. It's like okay. You know, you look at the title and you're like, okay. So, what are you trying to accomplish, bro, It was bro, good. Bro, and come it, on. it wasn't, bro. Come on, man. We We've seen worse. Is it really I that big a deal what? to
0: call out that That's it was bad? Okay. We've seen We've seen Gucci man come out with countless bad title <laughs> covers uh title art whatever and nobody says anything.
2: Yeah but Kalani I I look Kalani I I had higher expectations for Kalani. I have higher, higher expectations. Like it, it it was it was good until it wasn't it just just it, it it screams out plain brother. It screams I, out mundane. I I I
0: feel you until you listen to the music but none, nonetheless um her previous
2: album was a good title right uh, what was it called? Uh, Her previous, previous album, Sounds Something. Crap. I believe the crazy, crazy, something, crazy love something. I'm pulling this up. Oh, that's what it's called. What is it called? Uh, crazy, sweet, sexy, savage. There you go. Sweet, sexy,
0: savage. Now, no, she had a she had a song called Crazy. That's what it was.
2: Isn't that a sick ass title? Um, i like it that's like a it. sick ass title
0: i you know what this new album is so i let i definitely let you have the floor but this this album title reminds me of nothing was the same exactly.
2: that's, yeah so that's why drake i, I have no doubt the mind drake came up with that title because it sounds just like that nothing was the same but anyway carry is, on carry on that's another bad title by the way but um you know kalani Kalani is such an interesting figure. It's, it's, it's more than just the music for Kalani. It's, it's us caring about her personal life. And we all know she went through a whole back and forth with YG, they're no longer together. And um, you, knew they, you knew they had a tumultuous relationship. I, I, I wasn't a fly on the wall in the relationship, but I can just tell, just based off of reports that came out and stuff that Kalani came out and said. So this album, she's never going to tell you that it's about YG, but it's so clear and obvious about YG. Uh, She got songs like Toxic, where they're like, I hate your guts, but at the same time, you got Good D, blah, 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 blah. Um, Mu," you know, stuff like that, where she's really open whatever the case may be i don't like to get to the gossip part of people's life but what i will say is that the way that she straddled the line between romantic and deranged on this album is fantastic she is capable of getting in her feelings but then she's capable of getting erratic it's crazy right it's almost like uh Listening to uh, Rana Test rap or or, or sing, <laughs> <laughs> the, the level of bipolarness that you get on this album. And the thing is, this ladies are going to all defend her. I get it. Ladies are going to be like, "Yo, you know, Kalani, she's just a girl. She's going through the emotions." No, that is bipolar behavior by Kalani on his on an album, and I love it. It's beautiful. Yo, it's, and it's she
0: and she she called on one of the most bipolar. Of them all, Janae Eichel, <laughs> <laughs> on this album. Yeah, so, J- Janae Eichel, Janae Eichel's troubled. <laughs> <laughs> J- Janae you want to talk, J- talk about deranged? Janae J- Eichel, she legit has issues. I feel mentally. Doesn't yeah. yeah. it, it feel that way? But right.
2: Janae, Janae see, see, I feel like I could date I could date Kalanian, and everything would be okay as long as we don't touch certain soft spots. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be okay.
0: I feel like Janae
2: Eiko will actually get mad at something that she was not gonna get mad at earlier. Bro, <laughs> yeah. I
0: feel like, I feel like with Janae Aiko, I don't even feel comfortable going to sleep around her. That's how bad this is. It's like, yo, am I gonna wake up alive?
2: <laughs> like, my man, like my main man T-Pain said, wake up dead.
0: Bro, that's, that's gotta be a real thing, but I-
2: I will wake up dead. Anyway, um, yeah, you know Kalani, the music. But here's the thing: you can be bipolar, you can be troubled, you can be crazy in love, you can be whatever the hell you want to be. Is the music good? And I think Kalani makes beautiful R&B music. Her melodies are on point. Her singing, which I think she's a very underrated singer, I don't think people give her enough credit for her ability to reach certain notes and. You know, hit us with certain styles of singing that is amazing. Her singing is great. And just her urgency in every single song that she makes is so appealing to listen to. You don't even have to be a fan of music to enjoy it. So all in all, I think it was good until it wasn't. Very, very good album. Bad album title. Overall grade, I give it about a B. Borderline B+.
0: Okay. I, uh, I'm not mad at that review, man. Although I really just don't think the album title was as bad as you're making it seem. but, but Hey, Hey, art is up for interpretation, man. Hey, who knows? I, I'm, I'm curious who I'm curious if people feel the way you feel. Um, but well, not about the music, but about the album title, but whatever. Um, that's a solid review, man. I think you were actually on point with majority of the stuff that you said cuz um i really feel like Keilani showed her entire self on this project like obviously i don't know her personally and you know that's the whole thing with music right we don't know these artists personally so the the idea is as a fan as just somebody who's consuming the music how authentic does this does it sound right now, I'll tell you one thing, when I listen to 6ix9ine, everything sounds fake. I'm, I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe anything because I know it's not true. I know the majority is not true. But again, that's 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 besides the point. Um with Keilani though, man, she you're right, man. She had the relationship with uh, YG, which was well documented, right? Um matter of fact, YG came out with a new song. We'll talk about that later, I believe, right? Yep, yep. yes, we um, will. Overall, this album just really came across like she had a lot of growth within herself. So I think I I think I heard you say that. I'm not sure if you did, but if you didn't, that was my biggest takeaway with this album. Um, From especially comparing this one to the last one. Um, And I know you 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 talked about her last, I guess, full length album, which you're right. It's called. um, We just talked about it. Sweet sexy savage, sweet sexy savage. But do not forget about while we wait, that EP that came out. I don't know. That about was her. great. That EP was great. That was a great project. Like I'll be honest, that was the project where I said, "Whoa, Keilani makes music that's really good like this." I had no idea. I always knew. I knew who she was. I knew she could sing. I knew she was this new, uh, newer artist out of. Uh, I believe she's from LA, somewhere around there. LA area. Oh, Bay Area, there you go. Um, but that was the one that really got my attention, was that While We Wait. Um, nonetheless, she has some really good uh, songs on this project, man. This, this new, it was, good, it was good until it wasn't project. Um, you start talking about Can I, which is the second song on this project, which has Tory Lanez on it. Not a great song, but I do like the back and forth concept that they have on this project. Of course, it starts out with toxic, like you said. You didn't really—I don't remember you loving this song when we talked about this on a couple episodes ago. Remember, we 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 actually discussed this a little bit. Remember, yeah. we talked about toxic, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm not really feeling it like that." I'm wondering, did, did it did it fit better because you heard the whole
2: album, or do you, do you not think the song is that good? It definitely fit better with the the whole album with the theme of the album. It definitely did. You know, and that's... I always say it. It's like, you know, um, when a song like that comes out, I think it would fit better, which, by the way, with the YG song that we're about to talk about, I think that would sound better on a full-length album than it would as a single. So I didn't didn't appreciate Toxic as a single, but definitely in the grand scheme of the album, hell yeah, that thing fit. Okay, yeah. So I was was just very
0: uh, curious in how they even they let off the album with Toxic, but hey, nonetheless, I think that's still a really good song. And like I said, majority of the songs I hear is just really good, man. Like she's one of those artists that just make really, really good to great music. It's, it's really hard to, to say that any one of her songs are not good. She doesn't have a single bad song. Her like, like how, if anybody ever opens their mouth and says Kehlani makes bad music, I would question their musical acumen I really would and I don't even say that word acumen right behind musical but for Kehlani specifically if you ever say her music is not good I'm like bro what are you listening to what do you think is good at that point but I digress this album is good man um I will say <laughs> I will point. okay yeah, go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead I just want to, before you ask the question I just want to highlight a couple songs that I think is really that's some of the best um the song with uh, Lucky Day. Yeah. Can You Blame Me? I thought it was fire. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, belong to... nah, not Belong to... Everybody, everybody's Business. I think you talked about that. Really, really good. And uh, the song right after the Lucky Day one, man. Uh, Grieving with James Blake. Those are, those are some of my favorite ones on the project. But...
2: Okay. I mean, there's like, like I was saying, it's not a single bad song on that project. I think if you, we can all have different top fives, but we can all agree that they're all good songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, absolutely I like F, F Mu. I like that song. It's short, but I like it. I like the Toilet Joint. Um, yeah. I like Everybody's Business. Um, you know, I, I even like the joint with Jenea, Aiko. Can you imagine they took the two, the two have linked up for a song oh my god every man in the world go hide under the bed but um i have a question for you yeah what's up on uh one to ten scale how uncomfortable as a man did you feel listening to this this album because i won't tell you right now i felt uncomfortable a level of uncomfortable listening to it as a man so it's funny because the 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 female r and artists, they make men feel uncomfortable for various different reasons, right? Yeah. Like, Summer Walker makes you feel uncomfortable because she comes across as somebody that would shoot you. Um, <laughs> Janae also accurate. comes across
0: as somebody that would shoot you, too, by the way. No, no, no. Janae, I feel like Janae will stab you. Okay. Like, she's more Janae passionate. torture you? Yeah, like she's more, she's she's like the passionate lover. Like, you know, like she wants to torture you and yeah. Anyway, go
2: ahead. And then, you know, and then you got Megan the Stallion. seems like she wants to dominate you and slap the hell out of you and punch you in your face. I felt uncomfortable with Kalani because I felt like she was hollering at me throughout that whole album. She was buttering you <laughs> up, right? She had some like nice little sweet talking in there she was slick with the words she's she's mad slick like she'll hit you with like for instance on um fnmu she talks about purposely making her man mad just so they can have some good loving like bruh what can you imagine can you imagine i i cannot imagine you know
0: oh you know, another thing she said, now first off, that's a good observation. Cause one of the other things that I observed, and I forget the name of the song, but she 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 started, she dove into, and I, she's never hit this, but like she dove into her um her sexuality, right? Like and how she likes men and women. On one of the songs, she was like, I feel like I, I wanna give you my last name. She was talking, she was talking about I was hollering at like she was talking about a relationship she had with a girl. Mm. that she wants to wife up so bad talking about I want to give you my last name. I'm like,
2: bro, I've never heard a woman say that. Kalani is a playa. Never heard that. See, Watch my mouth. Playa. (laughs) What movie is that? What movie is that? It's
0: a black movie. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, Friday. Read my lips.
2: Playa. Yeah.
0: That's 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 Chris Tucker. Chris, <laughs> it, I would say it's either Friday or, or Money Talks. I was about to say it's either Friday or Money Talks. I do I think he said it in both, actually. <laughs> oh, <man. A> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move on though, man, because uh, I think the project was good. Um, I don't know if I graded it, but I give it a B
2: my, Oh Sorry, a B, a B. Okay, right there, right there. All right, our next joint is NAD. Nine- Good intentions. What do
0: you think about the album? Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, I couldn't wait for this actual album because I had a whole lot to say about Nav when I listened to the album. Oh, and okay. a, whole bunch of, a whole bunch of time has gone by since I heard the project to now, and I'm just like, eh. Should I say it? Should I not? I'm just going to go say it. Um, Nav is better at talking to the ladies. (laughs) He's better. He makes better music when he's talking to the ladies than when he's talking about guns. (laughs) <laughs> as as crazy as that sounds To maybe some people Oh man I, I think this album Solidifies that <laughs> it, just, it just It just makes the most sense At, at a time like this Because <laughs> With this album being so So long And that was the other thing man This album is so long Unnecessarily
2: <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> Bro He's talking to the ladies' dish, talking about guns. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think I... Oh, man. Listen,
0: I, I reserve the right to change my mind, but I think at this point, it's solidifying, because... All right, let me get serious. Because when, when I threw the album on, I wasn't really expecting much, honestly. Um, and we talked about this, man. Nav dropped his last project, called Bad Habits, which... Was a number one album, surprising him still to this day. Because even on this project, he talks about how he's still surprised at getting at being number one on that last project, right? Like he, and granted, I don't, maybe he didn't ever see his career going this far. Um, maybe he had a whole lot of haters. Him being a brown boy, the self-proclaimed brown boy, um, but Nav is uh, Nav is one of those artists that. On his fifth studio project, because that's what this is, five, he's dropped more projects than Kendrick Lamar. Crazy. That's a fact. Crazy. He's dropped more studio projects than Kendrick You're Lamar. Right. You're right. It's crazy. Um, I think this is one of those like, make or break moments for NAB because it's like, dude, how have you dropped five projects but yet? The, the the culture the the hip hop landscape the people who have historically been tastemakers and telling people what's good and what's not don't really know who you are as an artist right like it feels like he's never really given us himself in the music he's he's given us glimpses right he's given us a little taste here and there he's addict he's he, he messes up with the girl he, he you know, does whatever. I think on this project, uh, Good Intentions, the second part of this album is the best. The second part. Um, I'll give you the exact song where the album starts to get very good to me. At the the song with uh, with Gunna called Codeine. From Codeine down, this is a really really good project. Really good. I say really good because he gets into his vulnerable bag, like exactly what I was talking about, right? I, I personally I've been waiting for Nav to really just feel comfortable in the music, to just let loose and just not give a fuck what with, with I feel like anybody has to say. And I feel like he did that on this project. I really feel like he did that. I feel like he he accomplished he accomplished that, man. He he gave us the he gave us the melodic sound that we normally are used to, the robotic sound gave us the, the, the gun-toting, drugs, sipping, all of that stuff. He gave us the, the normal content. But I think what he did more than what he was doing on his last four projects was really get vulnerable enough to talk about women and the girls that are in his life and how, <laughs> how that makes him feel and how he treats them. Call me crazy. I think Nav actually makes good music when he talks about the women in his life. I just feel that way So overall This was not a great project It wasn't a great project But I do believe it was It was good With the exception of the first few songs That I just feel were A little repetitive From what I hear from Nav on a regular basis So overall I'm going to give this album a Bordering C But I'm going to give it a C it's, it's average It could
2: be better so no. okay i mean you gave it a lot of praise you gave some serious praise there but i understand i did it. i understand you know certain artists right we almost root for to do good so when they start doing more positive music not positive as in like you know good good will positive as in they start doing things that you would call productive when it comes to music making you start to give them points for it well if they were so bad to begin with then even if you did give them points for improving certain things music making wise they're still at the most average so to me i think with this album nav simply reached average he was fighting an uphill battle because i think nav as an artist especially um after he dropped his first album was actually a bad artist when he dropped perfect timing i feel like he was a bad artist and to to he actually said that he was actually struggling with music. He said he didn't take music as serious as he wanted to in interviews. He said that um, after Reckless, he started to actually pay attention to uh, music again, like care about music again. And so it's not a coincidence. He was a really bad artist back then. Um, with his project before bad intentions, sorry, um, before good intentions. With his project before good intentions bad habits i thought he was he was getting to a point where he's like okay i get where he's coming from he's getting better but he's still not there this album he got there but him getting there is still below average to average to me so Here's the thing, at the end of the day, his style of rapping or singing or whatever you want to call it, there is no freaking way that that could translate to good music. There's no, there's nothing he can do. Like if you're going to use autotune that heavy, if you're going to talk about drugs and guns and, you know, stuff that lyrics that I really kind of tired of, there's nothing you can do to make good music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he starts off as average already as a rapper, as a singer or whatever you wanna call it. But what I think he does really well on this album is that he consistently dishes out fingers that are at least appealing. He dishes out songs that you can say, oh, at least my head is nodding. Oh, okay, at least I can feel it. You know, at least it does something for my mind. Like, But at the end of the day, That's not enough for me to say that it's a good album. At the end of the day, it just means it's average, that there's aspects that are cool, but it's still average. So um, I get it, the praise is deserved. He has improved as an artist, I get it. This is probably one of his better albums, but at the end of the day, he's not a good, is not what I would consider a good artist. And good artists don't make good albums. I wouldn't consider this a good album i would consider it average and he would never get above average <laughs> with the style of with his style of rapping to me he would never get above average
0: with so you said something key with the style of rapping how does the content change that at all for you like 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 to my point right i personally feel like and, and listen, if you disagree with this, that's cool. But I do feel like when he when he gets vulnerable, it elevates his music from average to slightly above average. Like it, it has a little bit more appeal because he can he can at least kind of relate to some people that maybe would never listen to his music. Like for example, he got the song with DJ Mustard. I don't even think that song is great, but just the simple fact that he has a song with DJ Mustard. With the content that he's talking about in that album, I'm sorry, in that song, it just has
2: a different audience. Yeah, it, it makes it a, above average. It makes it an above average song. Still in the it average is bracket. It's still average. Still average, but yeah. never good. I mean, so there is a, a couple songs on the album that are above average to me. Like for instance, Enjoy. um, I thought Run It Up was above average. Um I, Up, I actually uh, like small song. That was a good song, yeah. I like status with Nav and Losy, I thought that was a pretty decent song. I thought You know that was crazy. crazy? I
0: like that song too. It reminded me of uh, YC and Future, Racks on Racks. Go go back and listen to the song. They rapping with the same. Interesting. Interesting. But
2: anyway. But, um, but in the end of the day, it's like, come on, guys. Like I I, I do yeah. have a beef with this. And this is not to Nav's, this is not Nav's fault. It's our fault. Nav, I appreciate him. He's a quality guy. I'm pretty sure he has a great ear for music, but we cannot allow ourselves to dumb down our ears and tell ourselves, try to convince ourselves. A dude that sounds like an answering machine that talks about some hood stuff that you don't even believe is good music. How could you convince yourself to that? I, I I personally cannot hey, hey,
0: do not open this can of worms because, and I'm not, first off, I'm not disagreeing with you, I agree. I'm saying this, that same exact statement can be made for so many people that make music today that people think is hot. We would be having a podcast for 15 hours if I named all the people who people claim is fire, but when you really get down to the musicality, how is it considered good? It's really average, if anything, Like right? I agree with this. Nav's, Nav makes average music. And I do think it's ironic. Um, not ironic, but I do think it's kind of sad, actually, <laughs> that if you really look at Nav's discography, right, you can argue his best music was his first project. It was. It was. Right? Mm-hmm. The number one, the number one, first time he had ever dropped a project in his life he said this on the interview he never dropped a project before that was his first time
2: ever dropping music that was his best project why is that because at the time we never we haven't heard that sound at the time it was a sound that we were still trying to figure out like what is this you know what i'm saying like and then it did the vibes of the album they it, it meshed really well, but then at the same time, I'm not gonna sit here and say that this album is that album was good or great. It was decent. It was intriguing. It was an interesting album. It wasn't good or great to me. So, I mean, it's just me. I mean, I, I listen to thousands and thousands of artists and music, so I probably am coming from a different perspective. But let's not let's not act like this is the greatest thing. The reason why people it's like not- The reason why people like it is because he's improved. Everybody is, right up until this point, Naz's career has been a bit of a disappointment. So when you start to see a trajectory of him starting to, okay, he's getting a little better. Well, if you were at the bottom and you start getting a little better, you're still near the (laughs) bottom. You're not at the top. So that's kind of how I feel. And I'm not trying to be harsh. Hey. calling it how I is. That's just how I see it hey I also I feel you and I also do want to
0: point out because I feel like nobody wants to say this this is actually a very important point that and i'm and I'm not holding this against him at all I think it's dope but I think him being a brown boy adds to the effect right like I know like people people like to act like that actually has nothing to do with why like he you know he has a, a slight buzz in music bro like we ain't never seen. A dude like him rap It's never happened Although if you ignore that Which I'm willing to do Because I really don't care about that stuff I do think some people do If you're just looking at the music It's average
2: It's average. Just point blank it's but average. Think, I think him being a brown boy Actually helps his case I think it makes him more appealing It makes him somebody that you want to listen to And pay more attention to The words that come out of his mouth so it makes it more appealing. I, and, and I think, he, like I said, I think he has a good ear for music. I will say it again. His style of rapping is one of the worst styles of rapping I've ever heard. <laughs> Let us be real. Can we be real? Can we the be worst? real? The worst?
0: I'm not, not going to say the yes.
2: worst. Worst, worst, worst. Listen to him. No. Listen no. to him. Rap. But he sounds like an answering machine. He, he, no, he definitely does bro, Like he he abuses Autotune And then it's like I, I don't know I, I just personally Believe he has the, one of the worst of rap I've ever heard in my life One of the worst Okay Honestly I'm, but, not, I'm, not, I'm, not will,
0: I'm not willing to go that far At this point Because I think so many people are worse But I don't really want to even have a competition With who's worse than Nav right now this is, this is, this is not about who's
2: worse than oh, that. No, go ahead. No, we got time. No, you we don't. No, we don't. Right. We got to right. move. Listen, get, okay. Give me we three. Gotta move, we got to move on to the next no, album. Give me, three, give me three of your worst rappers that you've ever heard. I know Silk Shock is on everybody's list. No. <laughs> uh,
0: two more. <laughs> the worst rappers? Worst rapping voices. Right now or Ever. Ever. No no no, I'll just go right now. Just name. Just name. I'll okay. go right now who are worse than that. Okay. Blue face.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. I said okay. I said okay. I agree with you. Damn right, okay. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't say it's worse than that. I would See? say that. here we go. I would say okay. it's okay.
0: Blue face.
2: Um if you say quando rondo, I'm slapping the hell out of you. Um, <laughs> oh man. Kodak Black. I'm drawing
0: blanks on names. I got I got a list, man. Shit. Man, you know what? Come back to me. I can name I can name some guys. Okay, we'll come back. I can name some guys. We'll
1: come back. All right. I
0: can name some guys, man. Trust me. I got I got a list of dudes who are not better than Nav at rapping. Okay. I don't give a fuck. He sounds like Auto Tune like every single bar. They're worse than him rapping. But
2: hey, it's all <laughs> I didn't say now. Hey, hey, I didn't say he was the worst rapper. I think he's actually a pretty, he's average rapper. Oh, you're saying style. His style. That's what I'm saying. His style of rapping is one of the worst I've ever heard. His lyrics are are okay.
0: Trinidad James.
2: Okay. (laughs) What are you talking... There's plenty of dudes. Okay. Lil' Got It. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like you you're not come on man, you're not doing that. That's one of the worst. Don't, don't do that in Nav you got me defending Nav right I, now. Don't do that. That's one of the worst. One all of right, All right. All right. Let's move on I will come back to you with that list at some point. Um the next project. Lil Durk dropped his new, I don't know, mixtape album project called Just Cuz Y'all Waited 2. What would
2: you think of this, man? I mean, you know I I really like Lil Durk, man. I like, I like him as an artist, man. I think um, he has a chip on his shoulder that has allowed him to become a better artist throughout these years. Um, to me, I think he's actually one of the pioneers of this like melodic rap, like taking it to the next level. Like I know pretty much every rapper sings, but I feel like Lil Durk sings in a way that's a lot a little more soulful hood soulful a little bit more than the next person. And I think, um, like we always say, Roddy Rich ran with that. Uh, People like Quan Rondo, Young Boy Never Broke they ran with that soulful hood sound. So I think Lil Durk is a pioneer of sorts in that case. Um, In terms of this album, yes, he gets in his melodic bag, but I feel like he gets in his OG bag, man. Like, Lil Durk to me, is probably one of the handful of rappers that I actually believe his words like I believe everything that man says like just because his aura his the way that he pieces his thoughts together is like yo, bro like this has to be real (laughs) bro 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 (laughs) yo hey sorry one
0: example on uh on viral moment which I think that's that's a pretty good song right he got a line back where he says, uh he said Buka, I think that's one of his man's or something. He said, Buka, Buka, bought me a Buka bought me a cross. Buka bought me a diamond cross, but he know he won't cross me. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So so your man's bought you a chain, but yeah, he ain't gonna cross me though. Like he wouldn't dare. Yeah,
2: exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. That's hard. I, like I mean that. this this album is built on hood loyalty and 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 freaking street codes, dog like he he's really in those streets. And so when his words, when he when he speaks, his words are like felt. And then he sings those words also sometimes, and that joint just resonates. Like you feel, you don't hear Lil Durk, you feel Lil Durk. You feel Lil Durk. That's okay. That's I like that. That's that's very accurate. And so very accurate. The interesting thing about this album, so With that being said, my one criticism about this album is a lot of the songs sound the same. Um, It's hard to decipher between, like you said, viral moment, turn myself in. Um, It's hard to decipher. A lot of the songs have the same vibes, same feel. Um, But then the problem is the songs where he kind of stepped outside of the box, like uh, Chirac Demons, I didn't really feel it. I don't I don't really feel dirt when he is on his gutter like gritty rap. I, I don't really feel it like that. Um he's killed features being gutter gritty dirt, but um for a full song it doesn't resonate with me like those other songs. So it's like he couldn't win with me with this album. Like it was like, man, a lot of the songs sound the same, but the songs that don't sound the same, I don't really care for. So um that's my one beef, but as a as a whole, I think the album is good. I think it's It's not great. Um, It's like C plus above average, uh, slightly. Um, It's a good listen. Um, And I feel like it's just that progression. He's gonna keep getting better from here. I I think he's found that sound that people are gonna like and, and, and will resonate with people. Okay, yeah, hey, once again,
0: you know, I don't know what it is, man. It might be the Corona virus era that we're in, but uh might be the social distancing. I, I have no idea what it is, but you've been having some very, very strong takes and ones that are very similar to mine.
1: Uh, I don't know. Episodes,
0: uh, it's, it's a symptom. I don't know what it is, but listen, I'm not mad at it. I will say that because you're right on the money for the most part, and I'll try not to repeat what you said, because you're right, man. Um, one of the, I think I'll start with the fact that um I'm happy for Lil dirt I'm happy for Lil dirt because I feel like he is one of those artists that have been around for a long time. And when I say a long time, bro, I believe he's like 27, maybe 28. And he was part of that whole Chi-Rac, um, Chicago drill movement, right? Where these dudes was making music when they were young, right? Coming out, coming out of the, the, you know, the, the city of Chicago, making music at the age of like 16, 17. So when you really look at it, Lil Durk is a, he's a veteran, actually. The OG. He's a, he's a vet. He, he legit is a veteran, but he's still young, you know, and that's that's a very interesting position to be in, uh, for somebody like him. So, how has someone that OG but young had such longevity in the game? I feel like it is because of what you just stated, right? His ability to connect, the street talk, right? To have music that people can feel, um, and touching so many different areas of. Of, of, of topics, and then also evolving musically, right? Like, I, I think I think that that's one of the biggest takeaways for me, uh, or for me when I when I think about Lil Durk and his progression coming up until this project is that he he has now ascended into I think a a stratosphere of of music and also artistry that is respected not only by his peers. It's like to me, it's obvious. Like when I look at the videos, I see people like Lil Baby in his videos. He even talks about it on the songs where he's like, "How am I a hater for?" Uh, I don't know even yo. I'm on point today. I'm, I'm remembering people's bars. Like, it's fresh in my mind. But this is, bro, 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 he had a he had a line where he was talking about how am I a hater, or how am I dick riding when I'm posting my man who's a who's a who's a rapper, Lil Baby's music, but yet. You people who don't know Lil Baby at all, bloggers, this, that, and third, y'all posting music all day, but nobody calls y'all Dick Riding. He's like, I just think it's weird when, like, why can't rappers have other, rap rapper to rapper relationships? Why does it got to be fake? He's like, yo, that's really my guy. But nonetheless, that type of real talk, that type of down to earth, um, just basic, you know what I'm saying? Uh progression uh, uh, um in his music man it, i think it's why people rock with Lil dirt people rock with him he's a, he's a real one he's a, it's, it's obvious it like you hear the music he is a real one and so musically his his his, it, his music has evolved i think when you start getting into comparisons of who you can who you can say he sounds like who you can say has who spawned a career from him right there's obvious names there's there's your your you know your Roddy Riches, who technically came into the game after Lil Durk, but you can also argue Lil Dirk got some of his style from Lil, um, sorry, um, Future and also Young Thug. Right, like he's he's also openly said that as well that he he gets his inspiration from them dudes. So I think it's a sticky it's a sticky game when you start getting into who who's biting from who. But I think what is undeniable is the fact that Lil Dirk has evolved as a musician. <laughs> he is making respectable music that people actually like these days. And I have nothing bad to say about this album because number one, it just sounds very, it's, it's very consistent. You talked about it. You said you can't really pick out song from song, right? I think that was one of the things you said about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a criticism or just an observation or what. I don't even consider that criticism, though, because I feel like that is the, that's a catch twenty two, right? You can that that same observation can be used to evaluate a project that is really good by just saying the album was consistent. It had a huh? It flows well. Yeah, it flows well. Like I think this album flows well now. How many hits does it have on it? Well, that remains to be seen. I think he has a couple that are really good. Three headed, I think it was goat. Three headed goat. I like that joint. Three headed goat is kind of it's kind of cool, right? Like I thought Polo G and Lil Baby went off. So did Lil Durk. It's a good song, right? Um, viral moment is one of my favorite songs on there. Uh, street affection, emotional bars, all of that. I think are really good. Um, what's the other one? Internet sensation. You know, the song Gucci Gucci with Gunner. I mean, it, it, the album has many different elements that I think people are, are going to like. And so I'm, I'm curious, man. I'm curious to see what people take, what people think of his music moving forward. But I think, like I said, he makes good music and I really want to see this dude shine. I really do. This is the, you talked about it earlier with Nav and how people want to see Nav shine. Or rooting for that, I'm, this is
2: one of the dudes I'm rooting for, Lil Durk. Well, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Durk too. I mean, especially after he said he got dropped from his label, I felt like you know label heads—that's one they got wrong. They got that one wrong. I think his his future is bright, but then again, him getting dropped probably made him you know even hungrier. And you know, you people like that when they're hungry, they they on a mission. They 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 drop their best music. But I want to say something that you mentioned—you kind of passively mentioned it what's up this could be a um ill-advised thought but i'm just going to say it now when it is all said and done future will go down as the most influential hip-hop figure ever i'm going to repeat it for america to listen to me future will go down as the most influential hip hop figure ever. Now, typically everybody's gonna say, oh, what about Jay-Z? Nobody wanted to be like Jay-Z. They didn't wanna, (laughs) they they respected Jay-Z. They appreciated Jay-Z. Jay-Z was talking all this stuff and they kind of mocked his flow sometimes. I get that, but whatever. Nobody wanted to be like Pac. They appreciated Pac, they liked Pac. They mimicked his style in terms of his thug lifestyle but they didn't they mimicked his rapping a little bit but not down to a t like these artists mimic future man go and look at uh, the, some of your most successful artists right now have all said that they have mimicked a little bit of their style if not a lot of their style from future absolutely I,
0: you ain't like hey you a point he's Future is future. Needs to get his. He needs to get his flower. Real talk. I have one. I have one addition. I have not an objection because I agree with future. He, he's he's one of those influential dudes. Lil Wayne. Oh shoot, Lil Wayne. <laughs> I might. I, I, might, I, I, might
2: to, right. I might have to. I, I might Wayne. have to give it to
0: Lil I Wayne. I
2: Forgot about Wayne. I forgot about Wayne. I, I might.
0: But here's the thing though. It it kinda put it like this. It kind of reminds me of when I'll tell you the basketball, right? You remember how, like, matter of fact, we're watching this right now. Everybody's watching it right now. The last dance with Michael Jordan, right? People know all day, every day, that Michael Jordan was the GOAT even back then. The players knew it. Everybody knew it while he was winning championships. They knew who they were playing up against. We got it. Everybody knew he was the best potentially ever while he was playing, but it's obvious now, I think. There have been people who have come along along the way and have made their mark on the game as well. They may not have been as successful. They may not have been as um, widely respected by the masses, blah, 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 blah. I'm throwing Allen Iverson into this mix. like. Allen Iverson had a completely new style to play the game of basketball from when he came into the league that it literally made the younger kids want to play like him, right? Like, there, there's people who come along that, that make the younger kids want to be them. And I feel like Lil Wayne did that. I feel like Future has done that, right? But I'm going to have to go with Wayne, because I think, I think Wayne over Future has, has just sparked so right. many different brands of, of rappers. It, we haven't even seen the last of it. Like, we're
2: still living in it, so we haven't even seen it all yet. But here's the thing, though. Let me. The reason I say Future, right, yeah. is Future has been able to breed the most successful hip-hop Artists. Like, for instance, Lil' Uzi Vert's a mega superstar. Lil Uzi Vert calls himself Baby Pluto. Like, um, Juice World openly admitted I loved future growing up. Juice World was borderline megastar. Yep. Um, you know, go down the line. Like, uh um, Thug. Hey, Thug, Thug. Thug says, Thugger says future is an influence. Mega borderline superstar. Like, your top artist right now in the game has had some type of infinity, and has gotten influence from Future. Every one of your top trap hip-hop artists. Like, real talk, Migos. I'm pretty sure if you ask Migos, who was one of your biggest influences? Future. Like, Future is, will go down as one of the top, influential, most influential rappers in the game.
0: I'll put it like this, I'll put it like this. So back to my example, I think you know what? I give you, you I I actually agree with that. But I think from where I was coming from was more so aesthetics, right? Mm. Stylistically. Future I think has impacted the music. Yes. More yes. than Wayne has. Yes. Wayne has impacted the culture from the appearance. Like
2: and that's exactly where I was coming from.
0: You see what I'm saying? Like also from so, the music standpoint. Yeah, so if we're talking about music yeah he might be he might be the most impu- he, might, he might he might now you got a good argument that's a good that's a good argument it's a good argument i'm yeah. not i'm not i don't feel that strongly uh the other way right now i just don't uh, that's a. that's a. am pretty sure yeah uh, hey, let's put a let's hold a heads poll let's put a poll out though let's see let's see yeah.
2: what the people think let's go let's do it let's i see the I, I would love i would love to hear what people think um but uh next and last album on the list, Lil' TJ, aka the King of New York, <laughs> for like one day, and then Takashi came out and then it was now wishy-washy again. But he dropped a new EP <laughs> called State of Emergency. How you feel about this joint, brother? Hey. Man, you
0: said something funny that uh I I was laughing about before you even said it like Last night, because I, I was thinking about that on my own, like, man, that was such a short-lived King of New York crown for Little T.J., wasn't it? <laughs> he had
2: it <him> for like, <laughs> what, like two days? Got to Bro. hold on to it for a little bit. And, and first and foremost,
0: even when he said it, did anybody even overwhelmingly agree with him? Because I think A Boogie still is the 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 most popping artist out of New York City, like this this is, this is pre takashi coming right out right with the new music but he had an argument though because he was the one that's actively dropping music and we know how this shit goes if you're the one everybody knows what you've done last little tj's hot kind of and he's dropping new music so he's making a claim and he's causing controversy so i get it but that was just, that was short lived bro
2: but you you bring up you bring up something that i have a beef with you but, know the thing is a boogie The reason Lil T.J. feels comfortable saying it is because Lil T.J. is popping in New York itself. In New York City, he's popping. A Boogie's a worldwide artist. For some reason, you get denoted points for being worldwide artists. Like, Little A Boogie is bigger than just New York. So. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. So you're saying you have a problem with something. I said no, oh, not you. I'm saying, sorry, you brought up a point that-
0: Oh, I was like, what the hell much, did I see you disagree with?
2: Pretty much with? what I'm saying is like, you know, like for instance, A Boogie, A Boogie is a, almost A-list, if not already an A-list rapper right now. Again, right? Yes. Little TJ's maybe, he's getting there, but he's not close. It um, almost back then, right? People used to say, the king of Atlanta, T.I., and nobody would mention Ludacris. Ludacris was more worldwide at the time than Ti, so they like a hey, he in Atlanta though, and blah 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 blah. At the end of the day, right now, king of New York, you can argue is Nicki Minaj, you can argue is Cardi B, you can argue it's a Boogie, you can argue it's uh, who else? Bro, bro, bro. These are worldwide artists. Look, look, look,
0: look, look. I let me. I'll get into the. I'll get into Lil T.J.'s album, but I, I want to respond to that. Not saying that I disagree, but I have something to add. Because it's like, I just personally feel like the, the King of New York t- crown is so ridiculously like placed. It's like, bro, we. I really don't care. The only people who give a fuck about King of New York are the rappers who are from New York. The worst of the world doesn't care who the fuck y'all are talking about. Like, does Lil' TJ even really have a legit
2: argument to say he he's might? right? I, I oh, can't speak uh, on it. Based on, based on what? I'm saying I can't speak on it. I don't know how his music resonates in New York. We ain't in New York right now. I don't bro, know. Bro, bro. That's why I said hey,
0: rest in peace. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke was the king before him. He was doing
2: well. He was doing well. Let's be clear. Like, and
0: so, yeah. and so, like, it's th- this whole, like, this whole, like, I, I ain't going to call it revisionist history, but, like, people just, just feeling like they can just say whatever they want just because they, you know, just because they can, like, all right, I get it. He can say it, but it's like, bro, we, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. But I respect the fact that he feels like he can say that. I, I'm not going to say he's wrong. I just say i disagree with him like completely if if i did care i disagree with him completely so with that being said how did his new project state of emergency back up that claim as to whether or not he's the king of new york well i I personally feel like he didn't give himself a strong case
2: Am I I lying? You're not. You're not. All facts so far. Bro, am I Okay, so... All facts so so
0: far. Again, I'm not disrespecting him because I actually like Lil' TJ. I really do. I like Lil' TJ as an artist. I love the pain that he comes with. I love the the rawness. You know what I'm saying? For somebody to be able to sing, carry a melody like that, and to be able to rap so rapidly... I know I just say rap rapidly. Rap so rapidly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it makes sense. That, I get it, what you're saying though. But for, but for him to be able to do that, like it's it's impressive. And also one other thing that I will say is, did you know that one of his like musical influences growing up, and I'm still talking about little TJ by the way, you will never guess who one of his influences is. Matter of fact, take a wild guess. Future? <laughs> that's, that's a good guess. <laughs> uh you're halfway up the way you're halfway there. Design. design. No, no. You're actually you're not even in the right ethnicity. What? Yeah. Uh, Bubba Sparks? All right, man. Well, now you're in the right ethnicity. Uh, wrong country and wrong uh wrong culture. Justin Bieber. Oh, what? So I heard an interview that he did with um Genius. Shout out to Genius, man, because I, I, I really like what they do content-wise at Genius. They interviewed him when he dropped his last project, mm-hmm. the one that had FN and mm-hmm. you know, all them other songs. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was talking about man, I used to love Justin Bieber growing up. He's he's really one of the reasons why I like I sing and and, and have the melody part in my in my in my arsenal. I was like, what? But that's I'm besides the point. Bieber. Yeah, you would you would never guess. Nobody would ever guess. The king of New York, you would never guess. But honestly i just think this album is um it's kind of like lukewarm to me um while there are some standouts on it i'm gonna give them some credit because i do like three uh,
2: standouts that's it
0: yeah i but but it's a seven song project is it not there it is seven songs yeah so the song that he had with um with pop smoke and uh 50 or i think it's zoo york i really like that song. fire joins fire really really like that song right um other song that I really like is the intro, Ice Cold. I love Ice Cold. Ice Cold is a really good song. And then the only other one that I really like before they start getting very, very mediocre is Shoot for the Stars" with 504. What? I really like that joint, uh, and more so because I like the hook. Like it just it has that emotional, that that like energy, that pain that I was talking about that I actually like about. Little TJ. Outside of those three songs, I think the project is is very average. Um, and if I had to grade it, I would actually give it about a D plus to a C C minus. Like it's it's bordering very bad. And the fact that I even said a D is not a good sign. <laughs> so hey man.
1: Oh
0: man. I mean. Tough. Just, hey, I got I to gotta tell it like it is, man. I'm, I'm ill-advised this can be right now,
2: man. I liked, so, out of the album, I liked Ice Code, I liked Zoo York, and I liked Getting Lit. I thought Getting Lit was pretty tight. It, it was a um, drill. They actually used a drill beat. He used a drill beat, and um, it's one of the only songs that, actually, never mind, I take that back. It actually features somebody. I was going to say it was one of the only songs that did not feature somebody. And that was the other thing. Why did every song have a feature? Every song had a feature. It was like Lil T.J. and Prince. Actually, that's not true. The intro didn't. Ice Cold was just him. Yeah, that's the only song that did not have okay. a feature. Um, it's funny. This episode, I feel like, was like, Root. This was just like the episode where everybody that dropped, we should root for to improve on their craft. Matter of fact, I'm sure you're going to take what I just said right now and call it the title of the episode, uh, Roots. Um, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> little TJ. To me, little TJ got a little underdog feel to him, just like little Dirk has a little underdog feel to him, just like Nav has a little underdog feel to him um just like nav also and Lil dirk he's improved as an artist it's obvious he's improved i think when you listen to ice cold um his melody is his melody is a little crispier than it was in his perv- previous songs his content is a little more detailed um and his confidence is a little more like you know stronger same thing with zoo york however on the other songs on the project, I feel like they were rushed. Um, I'm somebody you can't just sing on a song and then think that oh I'm supposed to like it. You can't just think that you drop some type of melody on a song and I'm supposed to like it. I feel like on this album he tried to trick people into thinking songs were good by just singing on them. That's not enough. My brother has to makes sense it has to feel right and they just didn't feel right but at the end of the day i don't think this is a serious album i think it's just a little playful ep i'm not even sure a month ago he even knew he was going to come out with it it seems like something that just was a spur-of-the-moment type project so um i'm not gonna put major stock into it matter of fact i'm gonna just say this was a Practice shot for little TJ. This won't even count towards his catalog for me. And so, with that being said, it's about a D plus to a D album. Damn, yeah. that, it's pretty yeah, that's a damn. That's a damn shame that um
0: the album has been out for one day and we're already disqualifying
2: it. I I refuse. Man, Come on, man. i almost broke listening to it, though. Like my laptop started malfunctioning. Like, <laughs> um, since when did Google Chrome start closing itself? <laughs> nah, boy. yeah, hey. I wasn't hit.
0: You know, hey man, I, I'm again, I'm I like Lil' TJ, but I don't know how to say this without it sounding bad, so I'll try to my hardest, but the music just sounded very amateurish, didn't it? Like it didn't, like it didn't sound. It didn't sound like did. someone who is like a serious artist that is on the level that I believe he's on right now.
2: Yeah, I think he's good. I think he. You know I,
0: what I'm saying? Did,
2: did you get that sense? Yeah, it's, I got that sense, and it's actually a reoccurring thing because that was how his other album actually sounded. Like he had glimpses of really good artistry and then mm-hmm. glimpses of just bad and so I think what he needs is a, a a big homie to go into the studio with him maybe help him produce some songs and kind of walk him through things maybe hey. a Quentin Miller not necessarily to write your stuff but just kind of like guide you hey where to go we know who
0: that mentor will not be and it won't be A Boogie or Don Q. Oh man. He burned that bridge. For no reason, too. What, what was his problem? Like that made <laughs> no sense, right? Like, that makes zero sense. Like, why that are you thinking with dudes who, who you can clearly like make music with in the future? And hey, you never know. They may piece it up. You know how this thing goes. My man,
2: man. My man said, you know what? All these rappers, a lot of these rappers say they tough, but they do not say people's names. Like my man said, "Yo, said I'm keeping New York to nine, 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 man." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Rainbow boy and nah, nah, man." I like, Bro, nine, nine. I, I'm pretty sure that's a boogie. I knew
0: exactly who he was talking about. <laughs> I knew exactly who he was talking about. Nah, nah, nah. And and you know he, hey, listen, he's not gonna say Six nine's name. Listen, I don't think. All right, man. You know what? Let's let's, let's just let's just end this segment, man. Again, <laughs> um. Yeah, decent to bad project from him. But hey, man, he might drop some fire. He will. Tomorrow. It.
2: I got trust. I got trust. I'm, I'm very high on Lil TJ. I'm, I'm telling you. I, I'm, I will, I'm still holding out hope. I will tell you, the person that will not disappoint with his debut project is Polo G. I am a Polo G stan. He's hey, sick. He's bro. nice. Polo, Polo G. G will not disappoint. Wait, hold on, hold on. You're a Polo G stan? I'm a Polo G stan. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. Oh, oh
0: wow. This is the first time I've ever heard you say you're a stand dude, of i
2: I've
0: been saying Polo G was nice. No, 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 no. I said this is the first time I've heard
2: you say you're a stand of yeah. Oh, 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 officially. Yeah, officially. After I heard that. Did you hear his verse on that Lil Durk song? Three notes? <laughs> Bro, listen.
0: sick. Polo G is really nice. Matter of fact, I'm hot. dude, Polo G is a poet. That sounds crazy. He's a poet. He's a poet. I'm dead as, Nice. Damn I'm dead as, He's a poet. Yeah, it may not sound. He may not be Wale poet wise, but the stuff he says, dog. You know what? Let's let, let's see what he. Let's see what happens when he drops his album, man. We'll Polo G is sick. Polo G is nice.
2: The ill and the not so advice. So with the first
0: song on the. Ill and the not so advised. We got G Easy and Jesus. I mean Jack Harlow with their new song called Moana. What do you think of this man? Since you're such a big fan of uh Jack Harlow. As a matter of fact, you've called him Christ before. Did I? Oh. yeah, you definitely call him, <laughs> definitely called him Jesus. But you
2: know I hey, on the Ooh, um, it's a banger, man. It's, it's it's hot. It's 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 hot. The joint is, if clubs were open, and this song played in the club, I think it would get the club turned up, man. Like I like the vibes of it. Beat is nice. Um The lazy verses, uh, G-E-Z is the king of lazy verses. He 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 loves dropping himself a lazy ass verse. Um But I like the vibes. I like, I like the song. I like
0: it. I, I do too, man. But one question though, is the verse lazy
2: or is it mailed in? Which one? Cause uh, there's, there's a, one. there's a difference, there's a difference. It's a good question. I would say mailed in, mailed in verse. Damn. Yeah. I would say mailed in. Which one's worse? I think mailed in's worse. Oh wow. I think lazy's worse. <laughs> You think lazy's worse than nailed
0: in, bro? If I mail you in my verse, I really don't care about your shit, about your song. Like, it, I just don't. So it's stumps lazy. It's like, I think so. I think so. But but whatever, man. Regardless of the the rankings, I think this is a dope song. It's hype. I, I, it's one of them joints that I wish I was outside. Yes. To hear. Yes. Right. Like in the club. Mm-hmm. It's sad that uh, you know we can't really go anywhere. But hey, man. Maybe the song will have the longevity where I can actually hear this,
2: hear this joint at some point at an outing. Once you never know, I mean, once we get out, let's bump it. We'll bump this in yeah. two, two seat slide. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Trey's songs back home featuring Summer Walker. What you think? <sighs> this joint,
0: hey, hey, this, this song, this ain't the skirt. This is
2: five stars,
0: brother. This song, this joint might be 10. Yeah. I haven't heard a song this good in a long time. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not even lying. You know, and, 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 and it's crazy because we're talking about Trey's songs. Where the hell has he been at musically? Where? Matter of fact, what's the last Trey's songs, damn, i about to do it again, song that you've heard in general, like what was the
2: last one? Oh man, that's a, that's a good question. Quiz wow. for the episode. That's a good question. I don't remember. I can honestly say I don't remember. Neither
0: do I. And I can tell you without actually looking it up, it's been quite a while. Not only since he's put out a song that a song in general, but put out a song that I think is actually fire. Like I think this joint is. This is this is one of them joints that should be played everywhere radio they should have a video where him and summer walker are getting all intimate it, i mean maybe not now because everybody's social distancing but like it, i could see a video where it was like something like that happening right like this is a very very good song so hey man props to trey songs for just coming out of the blue and just dropping a song while everybody's quarantining like
2: come on what the hell nobody ever saw that happening I mean, you know, first and foremost, with this whole coronavirus going on, we needed feel good vibes. That's exactly what we needed. This song gives you feel good vibes and then some. Um, I will say this, right? There's trigger tray, trigger trays in the clubs all the time. There's a hit making tray, and then there's Aretha Franklin tray. This is Aretha Trey. A lot of people don't know who Aretha Fre- uh, Trey is. This is Aretha Trey. We're talking, this is, this is, um, uh... Bro, this is, this uh, is, this is, this is the, just, wasn't she, she was on the remix of I Gotta Make It. Exactly. Exactly. Aretha Franklin, yeah. I make it, and I don't wanna leave, but I gotta go, right? It's a long, lines. line. And to me, that is one of the best Trey songs out there. He did He he hasn't resorted to this style of music making for a while. So it's been
0: it's been a long time.
2: We need this
0: type of Trey, Trey songs
2: in our lives. In these, I R- agree.
0: Bars. And 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 yo, when is Summer Walker not going to be involved in a hit? She she's on fire. Summer Walker is an army plug, bro. Army plug. Is, is crazy. She is on fire, man. But you know what? Let's move on, man. By the Next. way. By
2: oh boy, the way, what's up? Sorry. What's, up? <laughs> <laughs> what's good? It's better be good. By the way, you know how I, I, I don't have a literal crush on Summer Walker. I'm wiped up uh, or or beat uh, up. up, right? But uh, you know, I got a little, you know, a little crush on Summer Walker, a little here and there. I did not know she got a new booty. Huh? Right. She got a new booty. What do you mean she got a new booty? She she bought a booty. She had already bought one. What do you mean she bought it <laughs> Oh, boy? she already bought. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. This is news to me. I found out she bought a booty. i was saying, like, you one, one picture I was looking at, some walk, I was like, wait a second, like her joint's poking a little bit, <laughs> like <laughs> I remember her booty poking like this. Her joint is poking.
0: Yeah, listen, man. Hey, first off, relax. Calm down. Uh and <laughs> she bought a second booty? Like they I, oh, oh. I, I swear she bought one before, but c- cause I'm honestly. not wearing the first booty. I'm not aware. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not shaming <laughs> is for the booty. Women, if y'all want to go get your ass done, it's on you. Just I'm but not paying for it. She but, made it
2: though. I watched sorry. I watch a lot of botched, right? She made the booty look. <laughs> Perfect. Like it it, it. it was. It was nice, and it was. It poked out. It was nice and small, not excessive. It was just perfect. Like if you are a, an aspiring booty upgrader, go take a look at Summer Walker's booty, and you should aspire to get a booty like that. It pokes out, but it's not outrageous. It's a. It's a subtle. It's a subtle booty. It's, it's, it's a subtle. Buttlet. It's what's subtle buttlet? but big.
0: By the way, what's up? What is a butt lift, bro? You ask. Why are you asking me? I don't freaking know. (laughs) You the one that (laughs) watched ass. You just told me you watch botched, and you asking me.
2: You should be telling me. Do they just take the ass and just move it up a little bit? (laughs) What is a butt lift? I don't know
0: what a butt lift is. Yeah, I I don't know, dog. I don't know. Actually, I heard butt lifts come from Brazil. There's a Brazilian butt lift. So, like, like well, how does that one
2: work? It, are, is there, like, an American butt lift? Why is there only a Brazilian? <laughs> <laughs> and then they got ass shots, right? I don't know what the ass shot, somebody then took a, a, a tranquilizer on your booty, and then it starts to plump up. I don't
0: oh, know. Bro, bro you're watching too many goddamn horror films. But, l- listen, enough of the booty, although I would never want to put a cap on a booty conversation. <laughs> this is an amazing conversation, but we got some new music to get into, man. But um, yeah,
2: shout out to Summer Walker, man. Like I said, she's on fire. She's on fire. Yeah, it's on so fire. Speaking of booty, right. I had to mix the thing, you know, a little bit so on the fly. Megan the Stallion and Beyonce Savage remix. What you Hey, bro, bro, you skipped one. I know, I did that on purpose because I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to transition to booty. <laughs> hey, hey, good, good transition.
0: That, that, that's a good. Point. That's how you work on the fly. Hey hey good hey good good transition skills there. You you I think you have a career in broadcasting. But um thank you very much. Well, it has to be about broadcasting about booties, but you know. Um You know what? Th- this is one of those songs that uh that I Okay, we remember we we I would say we destroyed Megan Thee Stallion's new album, right? Remember, we talked about it. We said her new album called, um, what's the name, of what was the name of her album? Do you remember? Sugar. Sugar, yes. Drop dropped Sugar. had like eight or nine songs on it. Savage was one of them, minus the Beyonce feature. There weren't many standouts on that project. It just seemed like one of those projects that was kind of a waste, maybe rushed, maybe could have been done a little better. Savage was one of those songs that was on it. I do not remember being blown away by it. I, as, as a matter of fact, I agree with that. It was one of those, it was one of those songs where I was like, I, I feel like I cut it off early. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it was one of those songs I was like, all right, man, I can't I can't take this anymore. I'm out. Like, next song. Um, surprisingly, this Beyoncé feature made this song very, very appealing. To the point where I said, wait a minute, this is actually a good song. <laughs> like, it's not, bad. it's not as bad as I thought it was. So, hey man,
2: let's see what you are. You, are you raving about it as well, or, or what? You are right on the money, my brother, with that uh, assessment. Like, I glossed over this song. I, I, I was just looking at a review of uh, the Sugar album. I listened to it and just skipped it. Didn't think anything of it. I mean, it has an old school feel a little bit. The hook is simple. It's nothing special, really. Beyonce go ahead and went ahead and made it special, rapping and doing all that stuff and pure swagger. She so this to me, Megan Thee Stallion sometimes struggles with swag, and I feel like Beyonce has an abundance of swag. And so adding Beyonce's swag to this song made it so much better. Like when you are that top notch artist, it's not always about the quality of music. It's how do you you swag yourself to the finish line on music? And Beyonce definitely added to it. And I, I think she made it a better song. Like lately remixes are not impressive to me at all. This is one of those rare occasions where the remix is way better than the original. Nobody's gonna remember the original. Yeah, just yeah. like nobody remembers the original version of "Crush on You" with Lil' C's. <laughs> Can you imagine three hey, versions fair enough, of Lil fair
0: C's. <laughs> um, Yeah, man. Hey, but uh, let's. I, I do want to backtrack a little bit and not talk about Megan Thee Stallion real quick because you skipped over a song that came out and, I, and I'm 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 appalled. I'm appalled at you. You, me, Roy, Roy Woods. What are, what are you talking about, Roy Woods? Toronto's version of Prince dropped a new song called "I Feel It." It's really really good, guys. It's really, really good. Um, that's all I had to say. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna rave about it too much because listen, if if you're not into the music, which I I guess you're not, because you don't care about this song, you're probably not gonna <laughs> like this song. But, but if you are a fan of music, there's no reason to, to skip over this. No reason. Hey
2: my like, one reason.
0: You you gave nav's album a full listen and you have nothing to say about
2: roy woods i feel it hey listen wow. roy woods sounds constipated on the song how about that no <laughs> baby he, he sounds like a constipated michael jackson on this song. actually <laughs> he sounds you say he sounds like michael jackson <laughs> he constipated Michael. no nah, he sounds like he sounds like prince I,
0: I, I give him prince
2: he has the prince uh no,
0: the prince vibe.
2: he sounds like michael jackson when a Michael Jackson that's fighting off allegations. You know, there was there was several different <laughs> versions of Michael Jackson. There was the confrontational Michael Jackson. That's the Michael Jackson that I was like.
1: I, I, feel, I feel it too. I feel it too. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Bruh, bruh. if you got a people, there's several bathrooms you can go to, but uh, <laughs> let's move on to
0: another remix that, uh, you know, We'll we'll, we'll debate whether or not this is better than the original or not, but Doja Cat dropped a remix to her Say So song
2: featuring Nicki Minaj. What'd you think of this, man? You know what? Similar to Savage, but not to the same degree, I was not blown away by Say So when I first heard it on Doja Cat's album. I'm still not blown away by it. It's a good song, but... I don't understand people's obsession with it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's good, but it's not, like, great to me. But um, lately, a couple remixes came out. Um, there's, like, a Major laser remix. Um, there's another remix of somebody else. I can't remember right now. But um, now there's a Nicki Minaj remix to this song. Once again, I think Nicki Minaj actually makes this song not better, but she makes, she gives it a different type of feel, a different way you can view it, which I think helps it. Do um, Doja Cat doesn't change anything on this remake, she still keeps her same verse. Um, I feel like Nikki found a good way to just blend in with what was already made and almost making it seem like they made the song together. So. I think it's a really, really, really good remix. I really do. You know,
0: funny you did not like this song. Um, I guess when it originally came out, because I was in that ballpark. I remember vividly when this joint dropped, I was saying to myself, like, that was just nonsense. Like, I don't I don't want to hear this at all. And for whatever reason, I, I heard it again randomly, then I heard it again another time randomly, and I was like, this is this is actually not bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Fast forward, and then uh Nicki Minaj jumped on the remix. By that point, I had already told myself this is a decent song. Mm-hmm. I think Nicki added a little a little nice appeal. More than anything, I will say I like the collaboration between them. Like they had really good energy. Like I could really see I I both it. of them making more songs together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's not many people that I would say that about Nicki Minaj who There's not many people who I would be like, yo, Nikki and such and such would make a really good song together. I don't think I've ever said that. Yeah. But Doja Cat's one of them that I would throw in that.
2: That would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah. Uh, I think, let's go to the uh, not so
0: advised. Yeah, let's do that. We might might disagree on some songs that are not so advised, man. I'd like to toss this to you. First and foremost. Because the first song we have to talk about is Migos and that new song they dropped called Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday! Yeah, did it come out? Did it come out on single de Mayo? Ta- yeah, it did.
2: It did. Tuesday. Taco Tuesday.
0: Taco Taco Tuesday. I
2: I tell me what you think about this song, man. You know what? I thought it was good. I don't even know. Listen, I'm tired of the damn interns putting songs that I think are good in the ill, the, uh, the not advised or whatever. I'm tired of it. Listen, for
0: on, hold, 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 hold. on. Yo, yo, this is the last time you're going to blame an intern for something that I did. Okay? <laughs> now, now, sometimes the intern does do this. But other times, it's me. And okay. this time, it's me. This song is awful. Oh, my God. This song is This song is awful. Now, I get it. I get it. Everybody's all, everybody's having a good old time because it's Taco. Listen, I had a blast on Taco Tuesday. Bro, I ate tacos all week. All week. Like, I literally had a taco Tuesday. Well, mine is Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for lunch. I'm all for Taco Tuesday. This song gave me nostalgic Migos vibes. But, like, the joint is it's average to below average like we're not going to act like this
2: song is great i'm I'm not doing it i'm not doing it man you know why it was you know why you think it was average because takeoff wasn't on it that much (laughs) i knew you
0: i knew you would go with the low blow and as if i actually cared because i really don't anymore listen we've established That offset is the number one Migos. I have a proposal for the Migos. Thank you. you. Did you see the single art for this out for
2: this song? I
0: did, but I can't remember what it looked like. It was like it was like three uh, what looked like taco um, salsa Thingies Mm -hmm. Um, what's it called? It was three. What's it called? Um, (laughs) but 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 nonetheless, Quavo's name is still in the center of. What I would actually like to, I would like to issue an amendment and figure out how Offset can now be considered the leader of this group. Because if that doesn't happen, I don't believe the Migos can take that next step in their group
2: arsenal no. that they got Quavo, that They have going on. Quavo is still the star. Quavo, Quavo is not still the star. Quavo is the most dynamic artist on that group. Quavo is still the star. However, is he the best? No. The best isn't always the, 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 the leader of the group, by the way. It usually is.
0: Hmm. No. You name me, you name me what? You name me one sporting team where the, the best player is not the leader.
2: Go. Washington Wizards are Wizards. Bradley Bill is the best player. At the time john wall was considered the best player or sorry john wall was considered the leader john wall was the leader hey hey i'm telling you the truth john Wall was the leader he was the leader but bradley bill was the best player that's
0: arguable okay When, when when john wall was in his prime not hurt bradley bill was not better than him he was not
2: I'll give you another
0: one. You another he one. was more, he he may have been more more skilled in other areas, but I would not say he was better than John
2: Wall personally okay. at that time. Okay. I'll give you another one then, just for All you. Right. This is this one's a little more controversial. uh Oh, LeBron James is the leader of the Lakers. Is he the best player on that team? Anthony Davis, you can argue, is the best player on that Lakers team.
0: Well, I like that. I like that one. I would still argue that LeBron is the best player. Okay. I would argue for LeBron. The reason why I would argue for LeBron is because LeBron is still the guy. He's still the engine. Like, he is the guy that is going to make or break that team. I'm not saying
2: they can, I'm not saying they can win without Anthony Davis. I'm not saying that. Okay, but Quavo's the engine. Quavo is the engine. That's what I'm telling you. He's the engine, Bro. but he's not the best First artist, rapper on that group. That's all I'm saying. Who Who's not the best? What? What's that one time? He's not the best artist in that
0: group. He's not the best rapper in that group. Quavo. Oh yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not.
2: Sorry, I'm gonna say he's the best artist. I, I take that back. He's the best.
0: That's all. Like that's all. Like What are you saying? He's definitely he, not the best rapper. We get he's that. The best artist. The best rapper in the group is
2: Offset. He's actually the worst rapper in the group to me. Yes. The offset. Uh, Correct. Take off than Quavo. But Artistry, right. Quavo, take off. Uh, uh, sorry, Quavo, offset, take off. I'm I'm
0: not am not a fan of this song, man. Maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe not. We'll see. Um,
2: it's because you ate laced tacos. Amen. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> my tacos, my tacos were great that day. You know I didn't eat tacos on Taco Tuesday. You know you're, why? You're sacrilegious. I, my Cinco de Mayo is forever destroyed. You know why? Because my wife is, her birthday is on Sino de Mayo. May 5th. I will never eat a taco again. It's got to be all fancy food. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Whose rule is that? It's, it's birthday rule. I don't have no, so we actually ate fancy Italian food.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
2: It's a birthday. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm not, listen, I'm not mad at it. de Mayo
2: gets trumped.
0: <laughs> that's funny as shit. Let, let, let's move on, man. I have no opinion about that. That's that's your problem. Um, next song. We got YG, Laugh Now, Cry Later. What do you think of this, man? Because apparently you hate this song. I don't. I thought it was pretty it. decent. So uh, we'll see wh- which intern did this, or was this you're doing?
2: <laughs> intern did good this time, man. Intern did good. Um, intern is on the rocks. Boy, I, didn't all right. I, didn't, I didn't love this I didn't love this song. You know, I have a confession I have to make. I, I only make confessions every once in a while. Today is the day I'm going to make a confession. I am not the biggest YG fan. I, I, a lot of people say they like YG. And a lot of people are like, he's a top-notch rapper, etc., etc. Personally, I don't see it. I think he his aura is nice, his style is dope. He's a real ass dude, you can't deny that. But rapping wise, he his music doesn't hit for me. Does he put together bodies of work that are complete? Yeah, he puts together like cinematic albums, but he's not the most appealing artist to listen to. So, um, Laugh now, cry later kind of felt like a vulnerable YG joint. And personally, I just feel like you gotta be a really good rapper to make a vulnerable rap joint click. He's decent, but his work it just did not click with me. I was not feeling it. As an album filler, maybe as something that like is like Combined in with a whole bunch of other songs It may sound better But as a single mm, Didn't hit for me You know
0: um, As usual You don't know what you're talking about But uh, hey (laughs) It's like no I'm messing with you But um, Nah you know what I I, I don't think this This is not one of those songs that I would call out and say it's bad I personally think this song is decent To good It's not a bad song like We, you know, we were having this conversation musically versus whether it's slaps and all of this other stuff, right, which we had offline, but bringing it up now. This is not a bad song, like structure wise, like it's actually well put together. It sounds good. There's some things that he's doing that I'm not used to him doing, like singing. Mm -hmm. I'm just not, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard YG sing like that. So that was like that, that was the most unbelievable or different thing that I was hitting. I was trying to figure out whether or not I liked it or not. I will say when I when I was done listening to it a few times, I didn't hate it. So I would say this song is average to good. I would not say the song is bad. So I don't agree with that.
2: Right. I wasn't feeling it, but hey, you know, my ears might be blocked with wax. Quite possibly. Uh, let's move on to the next song. French
0: Montana dropped a song with Tory Lanez called Cold. Is this song even worth talking about? Uh, I I, personally I don't think it was that good so it deserves to be on this not so advised list. Yes, yes. I think we can agree on that. (laughs) Yes. I think we can agree on that so let's talk about why it's not good though briefly.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, it, it just seemed like such a pointless song, right? It just seemed like people just talking and, you know, I don't know. The, the, the song, it, it slaps, it's trill, <laughs> it's... Oh, boy.
0: Yo, yo! I gotta get you. A, I, gotta get, I gotta get you a synonym, man. Uh, sorry, at the at is my bad. Wrong word. Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar is sweating right now. Yeah, for because the, he had a nightmare that had nothing to do with football. <laughs> <laughs> he worried about real shit in, in this
2: world. Police brutality. Kendrick Lamar is gangsta for not even talking. He hasn't even. He hasn't even said a word since this thing came out. Kendrick Lamar, even when they're going to ask Kendrick Lamar eventually, he's going to do some type of album press run whenever his new album comes out. Somebody's going to ask him. I'm curious to see what he says. Or hear what he says. I'm not.
0: Because
2: this doesn't even <laughs> he, doesn't, it,
0: it, he shouldn't even discuss it. It's, it's beneath him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man. But yeah, this song's uh, not that I agree, I agree.
1: Ill-advised thoughts.
0: So with my ill-advised thoughts, I would like to talk about the fact that uh you know hip hop has evolved so much over time, and you know, it's 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 well documented that like Sampling has been a big, big part of the hip hop music scene Um, from, you know, the the beginning stages, the first hip hop song, excuse me, up until now, you're still hearing, you're still hearing songs that are being sampled, um, even, even up till now. And I I really don't think that's a, that's an element that will ever, ever really go away. So I thought something was really interesting that happened this week, and it was the, the fact—it was the fact that the U.S. Library of Congress built a royalty-free hip-hop sampling site. And I'm reading this um, straight from this website called Music Tech. And essentially, what this means for for artists from now um, moving forward is the fact that you're going to be able to sample old songs. You're going to be able to sample old speeches. You're going to be able to sample all of these old historical uh, royalty-free, which means you don't have to pay for it, which means if you use it, no one's going to come and then start asking for money because you sampled the music. I'm sorry, you sampled uh, whether it was music or uh, someone's voice. Um, this, is re- this is really important, man, because the royalty game is, is really big in the music industry. And it's, it's, it's been one of those things that's, been a, that's allowed many artists in the past to still be eating off of money. I'm sorry, still be eating off of samples and music that they put out in the past. So if you're an up and coming artist or you're an artist that's still out trying to make a name for yourself, I'll give you the release date because this is very important. In August of this year, you're going to be able to go onto the U.S. Library of Congress royalty hip-hop sampling site and download royalty-free music and voice recordings for free. You're not going to have to worry about uh, a 60s artist coming back talking about, hey, you made a hit, give me my money because you, you have a platinum song. And uh, I want my money, even though, like, you never hit them up. You're not going to have to worry about any of that. This is a very, very big deal that I think um, it might end up having a very, very positive impact for, like, indie artists. And then, uh, you know, just up-and-coming artists making music, trying to make a name for yourself, sampling music like everybody has been sampling for the from the beginning of hip-hop until now. Because, like I said, I think this is one of those... Things that's been within music that's never going to change. Sampling is going to be here from now until the end of music. Personally, I don't even feel like you can make music without sampling something. Like, if you really think about it, for all the producers out there, all the artists, songwriters, you, you have a beat, you get a kit, you have a virtual kit that you downloaded from somewhere. That virtual kit of sounds came from somewhere. A lot of us we don't even really know where that shit came, comes from so it, it again this is very important because it's going to change I believe the game for, for indie artists and you're not going to be able to have to just report to anybody that you know you use their music or anything like that so stay on the lookout for the release date of uh, like I said this U.S. Uh, US Library of Congress um building this site and let me give you the name right now it's going to be called dubbed citizen dj i see here it's a tool that gives you access to to audio recordings from library collections dated back to over a hundred years this is these are things that some of your favorite producers have been doing for the for the longest that you're not even really familiar with but because they have access to you know record labels who can actually pay the money to actually dish out to those people who are, would be requesting these royalties hey
2: you're welcome that's all I have to say that's my ill-advised thoughts that's a very very interesting ill-advised thoughts I mean if Pub Daddy was still making music more often he would be very happy with you right now <laughs> king of <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was interesting that was interesting. Thank you. I
0: thought it was a. I thought it was something something interesting that happened. But um, I'm just not sure how many people even have, how many people know about that or um, even care. But I but I think if more people know about this, it's it's definitely going to open some eyes. But I think so.
2: I think so. And that's for, for especially for aspiring artists because a lot of aspiring artists are coming into the game not necessarily knowing about these things like sampling and getting sued (laughs) so right here you already know before you even get popping like there is something that you can go to yeah i mean look at look at one example uh before you go
0: juice world right juice world's biggest song his 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 first hit hit lucid dreams right the producer that made that beat sampled a song by sting as a matter of fact yes yeah. The majority of the song was like a complete loop of Sting's. Uh, I forget the name of the song. Damn. Anyway, it was a song by Sting. But the point is, it was said that it, actually Sting sued Juice World and the record label that put that mute, that put that song out. Yes, he They did. got about eighty percent of the proceeds, the profits. That was I think it was eighty five percent of the profits that was made from that song. That song went like three or four times platinum. Yeah. Right. So you can imagine the amount of money, the check that was cut for somebody like Sting because they didn't properly sample and give rights to the person that, that originally made this. So again, this is something that could help out aspiring artists and even artists that are popping right now, man. So
2: we we'll sure. For sure, for sure, man. Um, my ill-advised thought, not dot, uh, it's a deep one. It's a powerful one. It is the use of the N-word by people that aren't Black. Um, So what does the N-word mean to you? To me, the N-word is a historically racist word that has been made into a dynamic word that is used exclusively amongst Black people like myself today. In other words, the N word symbolizes that us as black people are capable of making the sweetest lemonade out of lemons that were given to us that were both rotten and poisoned. And guess what? If you aren't black, you aren't allowed to take a sip of that lemonade that we just made. With that being said, the word is abused, misused, and oftentimes stolen by those that aren't black. While nearly every single time a white person says the N word, especially with the E-R at the end, they are reprimanded, and rightfully so. They weren't the most amazing people to our ancestors, right? Um, However, when someone who isn't white says the word, we aren't so quick to put them in their place. In hip-hop, there are a bunch of rappers that aren't Black that say the N-word. Some actually say it more than Black people, right? I hate to call out names, so I'll just give you a clue of some of the people. One of them reps Gucci gang, and the other one has colorful rainbow hair. I don't understand the worlds these rappers live in, so I'm not going to sit here and judge them. But will I, what I will do is ask them this question. What does the N-word mean to you? Is it something cool to say? Do you think deep down that you got black roots? Is the word there for you? Is the, is, do you use the word to boost your brand? What I will tell people that are brown, white, Asian, et cetera, et cetera, is that some of the excuses that I've been hearing has not been acceptable. One common excuse I hear from non-Black N-word users is that, oh, my friends use it that are Black, Jamaican, so I feel like I can use it too. Okay, I get that. But are you paying your dues for using the N word? A word that isn't yours, essentially. As black people, we've allowed people to take without any exchange our culture, our words, our everything. So my thing is this, if you're gonna use the N word and you're not black and you're not white are you going to give us some type of exchange for that? If you're going to use the N-word, are you going to stand up for black injustice? If you're going to use the N-word, are you going to give back to the black communities? Someone who does just that is Fat Joe. So I'm not as angry with Fat Joe. I'm still not comfortable with Fat Joe using the word as much, but I'm 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 somewhat it's is stomachable to me. That's because Fat Joe has actually talked about going to Africa and giving back. And Fat Joe is heavy in the black communities. That's highly documented. Uh, The the main reason I brought this topic to light is because I've noticed that a lot of the rappers of today are using the N word quite a bit. Uh, For instance, uh, Nav, someone who Uh, the other day in an article said that he stopped using the N-word because he was pressed by a lot of critics about using the word. His excuse was that he grew up with Black, Jamaican, Spanish, Asian people around him, so he felt comfortable enough to use the word. Well, clearly logic got to him because he stopped using the word. So in conclusion, this is what I got to say. The N-word has always been a confusing topic. But if you have interest in using it, I simply ask you to answer this one question. What does the word mean to you? If you can't give me a straight, logical answer, maybe you shouldn't use it. That's my ill-advised thoughts.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 I have one word for you. Yes, sir. Over a Teva. That that's what that that's what that ill advised thoughts was. That was Woo! phenomenal. That was great. Woo! That was great. Um, nah, no, that was that was very very thought provoking. Uh, I was sitting back and uh, really really assessing the situation because you know I really feel I feel the same way you feel. It, it's one of those topics that like when when people have real conversations about it, you can call out so many contradictions. Right, there's so many inconsistencies with who you can use it, and when they can use it, and who they can use it around, and, and the simple fact that, like you said, Nav got checked and he backed off. That's one of those indications that okay, maybe he shouldn't have been using it from the jump. Like if you're not gonna keep the same energy, yes, if you're not gonna believe in this enough to be like no, 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 like I'm I'm a part of this culture, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna stop using it because. You're trying to check me. That means that you you never really believed in it from the beginning. Like yeah. didn't believe. It. Yeah. What does it? Whatever, mean? You, whatever that even means, you believed in. I don't even know what that means. But my point is,
2: whatever he believed in for him to use it, he didn't feel that strong. Gone. Yeah. You can kind of just dismiss it. You can kind of just be like, oh, well, I don't have to use it. Gone. And I I do have an issue with that. Um. At the end of the day, it's a word that means something. And then of the day, I understand, like, we use it as Black people. Sometimes we use it in a bad way. Sometimes we use it, you know, just kind of a, as a greeting. But at the end of the day, it means something historically and today. And so I don't think we should just sit back and allow people to say it in our faces. And if, especially if you're not Black and not... Feel some type of way or not bring that up that you feel uncomfortable about it um but at the same time you know like we don't know these stories like i said so you know i'm curious i'm curious to see what people's reaction is to to what i just said
0: yeah man that's a again very very that that's probably one of your that might be your best ill-advised thought real talk yeah. that might be that might be the number one so you know man that's that's interesting that you brought that up man we'll see what people feel we'll see we'll see uh if people feel a certain type of way and what we'll, we'll try to get some answers how about that we're going to get some answers to this let's try to get some damn answers I need some, I need some answers let's let's play 60 minutes on these people there, there we go that's what I'm talking
2: yeah. about that is exactly what I'm talking about
0: <laughs> um i think we're at the end of the show man it's, i think it's been a good episode um Good way to end it, man. As always, as always. If you are giving advice,
2: make sure it's ill. Yes, sir. Hey, can wear your mask. Make sure you wear your mask. And make sure it's clean. Ill advice. Oh. And hey, here's my mask. You will catch corona immediately.
0: <laughs> no. Immediately. Bow, 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 bow. bow, bow, bow.